It's time for Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. For the next three hours, it's high school basketball from across the Mountain State. Live from Marshall University, here's your host, Ryan Epling. Wrong. (laughs) It's not Ryan Epling. Ryan will be joining us, though. Bill Cordwell and Coach Rick Marone. And uh, good evening, Rick. And uh, kind of a weird night because uh, a lot of folks uh, were anticipating really bad weather in the state and canceled out on us. But we do have uh, some scores to give the folks. And um, this is a, you know, the, the forecast coming into today tough call for ADs and for coaches all around the state. Do we play? Do we not? Yeah, i tell you what, uh, Bill, first of all, we do want to welcome everyone tonight. Uh, uh, Ryan will be joining us. Uh, he's not here right now, but he will be here shortly. We hope everyone is safe and home and tucked in and able to enjoy the show tonight. Uh, we're tickled to death to be here. Uh, it is the uh, January 12th episode of Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Go to our website, basketballnight.com. You can catch up with all the scores as they come in. We're on Twitter, social media, through Facebook, and so forth. But, uh, Bill, it, uh, it has been uh, one of those wins. It started late, but uh, the forecast, I think, uh, got a lot of people's attention, and I think some games got moved up. I was talking to some of our staff, and we appreciate them being here, a lot of people behind the scenes. Big shout-out to Mike Stanley, our new uh, our new uh, set that we're enjoying tonight. We are we are in a new home, so to speak. In <laughs> same studio, but, but new home. Yeah, new digs for us here, and yeah. we really appreciate all their help. They were talking about maybe 20 25% of the games either got postponed or moved to another date, but we've got uh, quite a few games that are being played. We've got some in progress and some really good matchups tonight. Well, let's check out the scoreboard uh, for our first look at the Marshall University Sports Journalism Basketball Night.com scoreboard. <laughs> Looking for scores to look no further. I'm going to start off with the boys, and then you're going to be giving us the girls' scores. And uh, we are picking up some finals on the boys' side as we go. First, a final from uh, up in the northeastern part of the state, Frankfurt uh, and East Hardy. And Frankfurt gets the win over the East Hardy Cougars, 87-60. to Also, North Marion and Bridgeport. North Marion gets the 64-46 win over Bridgeport. Liberty Harrison loses to Buckhannon and Upshur tonight, 63-56. Coach Lance uh, Sutherland and his Hurricane Redskins get a win tonight over Rick Chafin's Cabell Middle Knights, 66-57. Big win for Trinity. They uh, take care of Clay Battell, 91-48. It was Preston beating uh, East Fairmont Bees this evening, 69-59. Robert C. Bird winner tonight over Elkins by a score of 59-40. Halftime score, Hedgesville trailing Musselman, 27-17. Another final tonight, uh, Kaiser losing to Southern uh, Garfield, or, or Garrison that is, Southern Garrison that is. Uh, final score, Southern Garrison 55, Kaiser 38. Philip Barber uh, beats Lincoln this evening pretty handily, 68-38. couple of halftime scores. It's Spring Mills uh, trailing Martinsburg 39-22. Valley Fayette over Meadow Bridge 29-22. And a fourth quarter score, Oak Hill 42-39 lead over Westside. A couple more finals. Wyoming East beat Shady Spring tonight 73-70. And it was the Sherman Tide uh, Battle of Boone County beating the Van Bulldogs this evening by a 53-52 score uh, overtime. 
Uh, Sherman gets the win there. Uh, 15 points for Sherman's Eric Miloski Vans. Uh, Tyler Gerald had 16 points for the Van Bulldogs. I guess you got the girls' scores. Got the girls' scores. A few are in and final. Uh, Bill, we got several more that will be coming in later in the program. First up, Midland Trail gets a 64-40 win over the Fayetteville Pirates. James Monroe falls to Riverview. The Raiders get a 47-40 win over the Mavericks. And a nice win. The Wayne Pioneers get a 53-35 win over the Chapmanville Lady Tigers. Wayne moves to 11-1 and really kind of uh, grabs control of that Cardinal Conference on the girls' side, Bill. And that's a look at your Marshall University Sports Journalism BasketballNight.com scoreboard. Yeah, that was a big win there for uh, the Pioneers played earlier this evening, and, and Wade Williamson's got his team playing really well. Yeah, playing well and uh, really a veteran team. They've kind of been through the battles. They've they've been knocking on the door. I really think they're going to kick the door in this year. They're in Region 4, which is a very strong region. Kind of encompasses that Logan and uh, that area around the Logan area and also Charleston area, the Pocahontasville section as well. But uh, a very good team, a veteran team, very deep. And uh, they're off to a great start. They were in the top ten pretty much all year. I think they've uh, kind of been creeping up on the top five. Yeah, we were talking about, again uh, before we went to the scoreboard about uh, losing games, having games delayed. Uh, we're getting – well, we're not cl- quite midway through the season, but we're not too far away from it. And, and we're getting to a point, Rick, that a lot of coaches are going to have a tough time finding slots to fill some of these games that get uh, – postponed and then of course the if you do find room for them sometimes you're playing three and four games a week and you're wearing your kids out yeah and you got to really uh you got to be aware of that uh i know a lot of times i know when i played uh you'd rather play than practice yeah a lot of kids would but as you mentioned always a risk there of getting too fatigued and tired but i know uh you know our team hasn't played since uh december 30th so we're almost on a two-week break scheduled with four games next week and four the following week so we are are slammed the next two weeks but i hope that a lot of these games can get played with everyone staying safe because you really don't want to end up having to play that many games in a short amount of time not playing as long as you have not played rick i mean what have you been doing as far as trying to keep some kind of edge on your team well it's uh you know we we played uh you know like i said at the end of december we actually had about a 12-day layoff we had a game last night but then we've got to turn around next week and turn around with four games but i tell you what a lot of teams you can work more on fundamentals it's kind of like an off week or a bye week in football and you can kind of work from there and i tell you bill looking at the scoreboard i don't know about you but a couple of those boys games really jump out at us we talked last week uh, about shady springs and whether or not they were for real or they contender obviously they are they came up three points short tonight but a great game there and i tell you what that battle between the sherman tide and van van uh, favored in that game they get uh, i guess upset you could say by the sherman tide that battle of boone county yeah i mean uh, coming into that game uh, van had a a nice record of four and two. They're now four and three, and um, I guess another one that kind of caught my attention. Uh, another nice win for uh, Lance Sutherland and the Hurricane, the Redskins, over the Knights of Cabell Midland. Uh, the uh, Redskins are now six and four on this season. Cabell Midland struggling, uh, a rebuilding job, three and six for Rich Chafin. Yeah, I tell you what, uh, Bill. Also, uh, Philip Barber, a nice win there. They're seven and one, kind of working in the. In the shadows, they're in a very difficult area there in uh, north-central West Virginia, but look out for the Colts down the stretch. All right, we're going to go to the phones right now. And with us, uh, I believe this is uh, his first uh, time 
uh, being with us, uh, the head coach of Ambassador Christian Academy, which is located down in Williamson, West Virginia, down in lovely, lovely Mingo County, Rick Priest uh, with us. And uh, Rick, uh, welcome to our, uh, our program this evening, Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Coach, you with us? Hey, Coach Priest, uh, Coach Marone here. Thanks for joining us on the program tonight. We appreciate you taking the time. Uh, appreciate uh, having the invite to come on. Thank you, fellas. Well, what 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 was your situation tonight? You were, were you guys supposed to play? I, I know you got the Hatfield McCoy uh, shootout uh, situation coming up, right? Yeah, we uh, we was actually supposed to play tonight. Uh, supposed to play Cross Lanes and or uh, Taze Valley. My bad. And, um, you know, I think the weather was moving in on them a little quicker than what it was us, uh, us being a little further south. And um, they felt it was best for their kids, you know. And I can understand that, that uh, we needed to just postpone the game. And so that's what we did. Uh, we're sort of stuck in the same situation as everybody else with uh, this weather coming in. Hey, Coach Priest, uh, again, we appreciate you coming on the program. If you could share us a little bit about uh, how your season has went, maybe a little bit about your ball club. I haven't got to see you play, but, uh, you know, I coach there at Tulsa. I know a place you're familiar with, and I know you've played the Rebels a couple of times, but maybe share with folks a little bit about your ball club and how the season has went so far. Well, right now we are 9-5. and five. Uh, We play a good mixture of uh, public school, private school. You know, uh, we play in the West Virginia Cat. Uh, but we play Kentucky teams, um, you know, West Virginia State teams, SSAC teams. Uh, we played Tulsa, which is our only game that we've played since the 29th of December. Uh, we've actually had a couple, you know, canceled for this or that and weather and everything else. Um, you know, we're a young team. Uh, we have, well, four seniors on a team. Uh, I think two juniors and the rest are freshmen and sophomores that are uh, very, very young, you know, uh, 14, 15-year-old freshmen. And they all, we go about nine deep, you know, and majority of them is freshmen. Being, being, a, being, being a, a private school coach, uh, where, for the most part, do you, do you draw your young people from? Because obviously you don't have the territorial boundaries of a public school. We don't, uh, as far as that goes. Um, you know, and the good thing is we're right on the border of Kentucky. Uh, you would think that would help us some, but uh, honestly, we really don't get maybe one kid from Kentucky a year. Um, and I'm trying to think right off the top of my head. I don't think any of the 15 this year is actually from Kentucky. Um, you know, like I said, Belfry's just right across the way from us. Uh, we mainly stay right there in the uh, Tug Valley and Mingo Central area is where the kids come from. Um, we do have, uh, we've got one kid. We actually have a van uh, that they drive every morning from uh, Man. Uh, we've got a sister mm. church in, over at Man. Well, they opened up the new road, so that helped yeah. out. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> it knocked off about 10, 10 to 15 minutes for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, but we've got a couple of kids that, uh, you know, we actually bring, like I said, two vans over from uh, Man every day 
two school, and uh, we got one little boy who uh, he plays for us, and his younger brother plays middle school for us. So, um, I mean, just really all over, honestly. Hey, Coach. So, uh, I mean, it helps us. Yeah, looking forward, uh, later in the program, we've got Mark Witt coming in, uh, director for the Hatfield-McCoy shootout. We know you've got Phelps uh, in that shootout. Is that a nice event for you all to showcase your program and also to to kind of, uh, I guess, kind of allow those areas, like you mentioned, that uh, might have opportunities for kids to come to Ambassador Christian uh, to kind of see what kind of program and the things that you offer? Uh, it is. We, you know, this is the our third year, I believe it is, that we've been able to participate in it. Um, last year, we was able to play twice in it, and this year, uh, there was just some stuff with uh, Mark there. I love Mark to death. He, Mark was calling my basketball games. Uh, you know, I've been around <laughs> him lot, pretty much my whole life. You right. Know? And he's helped us out a whole lot. Uh, and it, it's he does a great job in the area with you know putting that on and everything. So. And, uh, you know, it really helps us. You know, we the thing about being a private school is, you know, we're not bound by the 22 games. You know, I think on our schedule we've got 37 games. Uh, we play uh, our state tournament in Summersville, and we play a national tournament in Dayton, Tennessee at the end of the year. Uh, you know, we won the national last year and we played teams from arkansas to florida to virginia and all over the place uh, so we sort of take that as an opportunity to be able to get our kids and you know we're able to work with them as much as you know they want to work and be able to get you know just not our name out but be able to help them kids and to be able to get their name out and try to play some of the best competition they can play one other thing, Coach, uh, Rick and I both are Wayne County natives, and we have good memories of basketball in Williamson, basketball at the Williamson Fieldhouse, and it's cool that, that that you are there with basketball, high school basketball in Williamson, and it didn't go all by the wayside when uh, Mingo Central uh, was, was formed. Yeah, uh, that was our first year, that was one of the things that uh, when we walked into the field house, and that's where we were practicing at, right. that when we walked in, I made our, sure our kids looked up at the banners, and I told them, I said, listen here. I said, if you want to play in a place, this is a place to play. There's no other uh, high school venue in the state outside of maybe the Logan field house that can seat 4,500 people that has all the history that this place has. And I went through the banners of, you know, like uh, uh, Coach Mark down at uh, uh, Marshall and everything, and how Coach Hatcher, you know, how he was an All-American. Coach Hatcher led them to uh, state titles and, you know, just the history of that had been played in that field house and the epic battles of Wimps and Logan there in that place and everything else. And, you know, and I just let him know. I said, listen. Just because the tradition uh, went from high school or this other stuff that went on, that tradition is still here. This is our home. This is the way we're going to play. And we're going to come in and we're going to compete and we're going to play the very best. We're not going to be afraid to play anybody. And that's what we're going to do. And that, and try to get that mentality into these kids that, you know, stuff ain't going to always go right and stuff ain't going to always be easy for you. But, you know, we're going to compete and we're going to do our very best every time out there coach we appreciate you spending some time with us and uh 
Uh, it was great hearing and, and learning about your program, and, and good luck the rest of the way, Coach Rick. Thank you. All right, Rick Priest, head coach of the Ambassador Christian Academy team down in Williamson. Great hearing about him and learning a little bit about his program. And, and Rick, as we mentioned, it, it's just great to have high school basketball there at the Fieldhouse once again. Yeah, what a great a place. storied venue, and it is yeah. a, a great place to play and coach. And uh, tell you what, folks can get out and enjoy that event next weekend. Encourage you to do that. And, again, Mark Witt will be with us later in the program to uh, share with us the schedule and talk a little bit about that event uh, overall. All right. It's time for our first break. And uh, you see the man has arrived. He's silent, but he will not be silent soon. First uh, break right now, Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. For scores online, all of them in West Virginia, visit basketballnight.com. Streaming video live from the studios at Marshall University from the Mike Stanley set. Visit BasketballNight.com for video, audio, and the Basketball Friday Night scoreboard. Watch our live, high-definition video stream by going to BasketballNight.com. All it takes is just one click to watch. You can listen online with any computer or mobile device by clicking the Listen Live tab. We want you to become part of Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. We'd like for you to become our correspondent and update us on your team's games. Follow us on Twitter at Hoops underscore Roundup, at Hoops underscore Roundup. Call the show tonight. We want to hear from you. Toll free, 855-784-6677, 855-784-6677. Give us an update on your team's game. You can tweet, text, email, or give us a call. Find out how by visiting basketballnight.com. Special thanks again tonight to all of our affiliates carrying the show. And if you want to find an affiliate near you, go to basketballnight.com at the bottom of the page and click Affiliates. A shout-out to our many new followers this week on Twitter. Thanks for joining us. Recently joining just a few moments ago, Jaden Henry, Jimmy Morgan Jr., Mike Anthony, Grave Digger, Sports Talk Line tonight out of Magnolia High School. Bennett's Jackson, Xavier Carruthers, Jasmine Leigh Sims, Malin, Joe Parise, Cullen, Whitney Foster, Stella Thornton, Charlie Hagley, and Dylan Pretzkoff. It's all part of Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. This is high school basketball's home for the Mountain State. Basketball Friday night in West Virginia on the Fast Break Sports Network. Now, back to your hosts, Bill Cornwell, Coach Rick Marone, and Ryan Epling. 9-19 on this Basketball Friday night in West Virginia. What would generally happen in a situation such as this is that Coach Marone or Bill Cornwell would bring it back from the break. They would introduce, <laughs> hey, I'm here. But I was here for a lot of that last segment. I just didn't say anything. So I just thought I'd just jump right in and, and just, you know, dive right into basketball Friday night in West Virginia. Uh, sixth episode of the season, season five of the show on this January 12th, 2018. I uh, did want to give you guys just a little bit of a weather update from the greater Huntington area. Um, something's falling from the sky. It looks like rain. 
it feels like it's got a little bit of an ice mixture and it's turning the ground white. So uh, you can figure that's not a good sign as temperatures drop. It was 60-plus degrees when I left work this morning uh, a little after 8.30, and it was 32 degrees when I arrived here in the cozy confines of the uh, Marshall University School of Journalism, Mass Communications, and the Communications Building. I'm trying to do the math in my head, but that amount of temperature discrepancy is is mind boggling. Really, it really is. Yeah, it's just been a, it's been a wild night. I know you guys mentioned at the open of the show as I was listening from about three blocks away on my way in uh, about how many schools have uh, did kind of pro, or preemptively go ahead and reschedule. Most of that was not for the travel to a game. But the travel home yeah. um, game I went to tonight and worked uh, public address for Chapmanville at Wayne Girls Basketball. Uh, that was a game that was moved up to a 6 o'clock start. And um, based on the, the weather models that I saw, um, the folks from Chapmanville should have been able to get home okay um, because most of it was north of Logan County, which if you're familiar with the weather in southern West Virginia, Logan County, Mingo County are two of the higher elevation counties, and they tend to get a little bit more snow than what the Huntington-Charleston corridor along I-64 gets. But it uh, seems like it's going to be here instead of there tonight. Yeah, i tell you what, uh, Bill, uh, we talked earlier about how things can get backed up on teams. Uh, we had the uh, snap last week with the, uh, the Arctic freeze. A lot of games got moved tonight and the next few days, even into the next week. Things could really start backing up. And, uh, you know, we talked last week about girls' sectional tournaments are kind of within eyesight. Yeah, there were a lot of concerns last week about, uh, I guess, gyms, the main, they were afraid that a lot of the heating systems couldn't handle the cold. And uh, there was a lot of concerns about schools. I mean, that's why schools were delayed or schools were closed. They, they, that was such a cold snap, and it is going to get cold again, but not in the same way. And uh, there was a lot of concern about the, uh, I guess you could say, the, the infrastructure at these schools being able to handle those single-digit temperatures. So that's why uh, a lot of changes uh, had to be made. A lot of uh, games were canceled and postponed. And it's been, a, it's been tricky because I know that um, a few games were moved around earlier in the week. Um, a lot of that was due to concerns of, of weather that didn't necessarily hit as illustrated. But, again, I, I work in, a, in television uh, behind the scenes, and so I, I, I do get to speak with meteorologists regularly, and they were saying Look, these models for what's going to happen tonight, basically across the state of West Virginia, we're all over the place. There were yeah. some that were saying seven inches of snow in Huntington. Others saying maybe just a coating in the Huntington-Charleston area. And, and, and that's just, you know, this part of the state where we are located. And I know many of you come from across the great state of West Virginia. And, uh, you know, temperature varies throughout the state. <laughs> the, the conditions vary as well. But it seemed like we were all going to be getting at least a little bit of this uh, winter weather this weekend. So we hope you're somewhere warm. We hope you're somewhere uh, safe and uh enjoying the program uh tonight and it's hard to really get too far along into uh, a show this time of year though without uh kind of looking at some of the things that have happened over the past couple of weeks and noticing trends and one thing that i have uh kind of caught on to uh coach marone 
the Logan boys basketball team is, is having a little bit of uh, trouble. I mean, just in terms of uh, finding some consistency. They lost two weeks ago at Phillip Barber by double figures. They lost last Friday night to Chapmanville, who is very good. Uh, but then just uh, last night, a one-point win in double overtime at Polka, who is one and eight. And while Polka is playing better, that has to raise some eyebrows because Logan was considered a team that was going to be a threat in its sectional. And right now, quite frankly, for whatever reason, and doesn't appear to be the case at the moment. Yeah, they've got work to do. And uh, as you mentioned, one of the, the favorites going in. But when you think about Region 4 and that section that they're in in that region, the likes of Mingo Central, Chapmanville, uh, a lot of quality teams. And then if you survive that, that regional gets really uh, competitive as you move into Region 4. On the other side, with those teams in the Charleston area, the Sissonvilles, Pocas, Winfields, and those teams. But uh, you're right, Ryan. It kind of seems to be an up-and-down affair right now. We know Logan, uh, a lot of tradition. And uh, they'll try and right the ship over the next few weeks. But, uh, you know, they definitely have some things they need to work on. Well, this is the time to do it. You have That's time right. to do it. We were talking about terrain just a moment ago, <laughs> and someone who is all too familiar with the terrain of West Virginia and some of the high points, literally, in elevation, is Dave Helmick, the head coach of the Mountain Lions of Tucker County High School. And Coach Helmick, first off, how's the weather up there tonight? Well, it's still uh, rain. Uh, still rain here. I heard you uh, say earlier it's it's uh, 32 degrees there. Last time I was uh, out, actually we had practice this evening. When I left practice there, oh, probably about an hour, hour and a half ago, we were still at 50 degrees at the high school. So uh, that's, that's unseasonably warm for the top of that mountain. But uh, your, your basketball team is now 9-0 and on the season. And um, we talked with Sidney Nestor last week. We didn't really get – a whole lot into this particular season with her as she was our standout athlete of the week um but your your basketball team picked up a really nice road victory um earlier this week at frankfurt 66 57 and uh you know frankfurt's a team that many feel has at least an opportunity to uh be a tough out in a regional final uh, in that area in Double A, and your ball club continuing to play well, going on the road and picking up a a win over a quality opponent. Yeah, it was, and you know what was uh, what, what was actually worrying some you know, going into that game, and we hadn't played in twelve days, and uh, then uh, we had uh, practice canceled the night before because of weather, and uh, we really hadn't practiced uh, for three days, which we rarely have done this year, and. Uh, but the uh, kids came out and uh, played well. We actually uh, led by 22 points at one point there late in the third quarter. And, uh, you know, actually, uh, you know, we really wasn't too happy at the end of the game because I felt like we kind of, you know, let them back in it. Not let them back in it, but, you know, it should have been more. But at the same time, uh, you know, we got the road win. It was a good win. And Frankfurt's a good team. And, uh, you know, they have uh, they have a nice squad. And, uh I'll tell you, Abby Beeman is—he's she's for real. She's a nice player, and uh, she was tough for us to contain. And uh, you know, it was a good win for us at Frankfurt. Coach, uh, coming up um, on Monday, you have scheduled the uh, MLK Classic at 
at Fairmont in always tough Summers County, your opponent. Am I seeing this right? You're playing at nine in the morning. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> our buddy, our buddy, our buddy, Coach Beckman there at East Fairmont. He did us a good favor. He put us in the first game of the day, the nine a.m. game, and uh, yep, uh, nine a.m. And we're we're about an hour and a half from Fairmont, so. <laughs> we got an early rise Monday morning. Well, Coach, we we talk about it on the the program. That's about the time a state tournament early session game begins. Mm-hmm. You don't play that time throughout the season, and then you play it. You know, the biggest game of the year might be at nine thirty in the morning. Uh, maybe this is at least an opportunity for your ball club to to get used to playing that early on a weeknight or day, I should yeah, say, week morning. Yeah, and that, yeah, and that's what we kind of. We're kind of taking it as a, an opportunity for us to, uh, you know, get, get that little bit of a test here during the season. And, uh, you know, in the last, uh, what, three years, I think we have had the 930 game at the state tournament. So we've uh, we've kind of been in that three three spot, you know, for the last several years. And, uh, the uh, you know, it's a good opportunity for us to, you know, go down there and just see how we can, uh, you know, handle that 9 a.m. start and, We'll see what we can see if we can get the girls awake. <laughs> <laughs> Coach uh, Dave Helmick, we congratulate you on uh, that that nice win earlier this week over Frankfurt and uh, your ball club again. A fantastic start to the season at nine and zero, and we wish the Mountain Lions the best of luck. All right, thank you, and thanks for having me on the show. All right, that's once again Dave Helmick, head coach of the Tucker County Mountain Lions girls basketball team. That's a team that's. Uh, I mean, I think they're good. I think they're really good. Mm-hmm. And uh, you handle Frankfurt like that on the road, you, you're going to raise some eyebrows too, much like when, when Kaiser picked up a big win over North Marion earlier this year. That raised some eyebrows. Um, I think this is a similar situation where uh, Tucker County is getting into the meat of its schedule as well with Summers County coming up this week. And uh, it should be uh, a fun week of basketball for Tucker County weather permitting (laughs) right now we're going to step aside and take our second break when we come back we'll get another scoreboard update as basketball friday night in west virginia continues this is break two on the fast break sports network basketball friday night in west virginia will return in two minutes on the fast break sports network If you love basketball, then there's only one place to be on Friday nights after the game. It's Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Does showing up for work at a ballpark or an arena sound good to you? A Marshall University sports journalism degree can get you there. Sports journalism at Marshall is important. It's serious and it's big business. Sports media and communications careers are some of the most competitive and marketable worldwide in a multi-billion dollar industry. We'll prepare you to think critically, report accurately, and artfully tell the stories on and off the field or court. If this sounds like you, the Marshall School of Journalism is ready and eager to start your journey. Learn more at marshall.edu SOJMC. Welcome to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Join us online, vote in this week's poll. You've got till 1145 tonight. And then we'll share the voting results with you. Last week's question. The NFHS expanded the coach's box from 14 feet to 28 feet. Do you think this is a good move? Well, 82% of you said yes, it's a good move. 18% voted no. 
this week's question. Should West Virginia adopt a statewide no school, no practice, no play policy? Or should the call be left to each school system? Tell us. Go online and vote tonight. Either statewide, no school, no practice, no play, or leave it up to each school system. Go to basketballnight.com. Vote in this week's poll. You'll see the poll on the right-hand side of the page. You've got till 11.45 tonight to vote, and then we'll share the results at the end of the show this evening. Basketball Friday night, West Virginia's high school basketball voice. Celebrating high school basketball around the Mountain State, you're listening to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia on the Fast Break Sports Network. Now, back to your hosts, Bill Cornwell, Coach Rick Marone, and Ryan Epling. Welcome back to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia, the fastest three hours in radio. Ryan Epling alongside Coach Rick Marone and Bill Cornwell. Happy to have you joining us tonight, wherever you may be across the state. Of course, you can always interact with us on Twitter at hoops underscore roundup. Um, you can also find the scores from throughout tonight. You can also visit basketballnight.com. Uh, listen to us on 20 great radio stations throughout the state of West Virginia. So many opportunities for you to interact with us. And uh, we certainly uh, appreciate hearing from you because this is a celebration of high school basketball. It's something that we all enjoy and it's something that uh, we hope you enjoy our presentation of it as well. And... Uh, Guys, I think it's time for another Marshall University Sports Journalism BasketballNight.com scoreboard. You know, since I was late to the party, I'll knock out the boys' go- uh, scores and we'll get uh, Bill Cornwell the girls' scores okay. here. So okay. let's start with the boys' scores tonight. Final score Frankfurt goes to 5 and 2 as the Falcons defeat East Hardy 87 to 60. It was North Marion going to Bridgeport and beating the Indians 64 46. That is Bridgeport's first loss of the season. But Cannon Upshur holds strong at home, defeating Liberty Harrison 63-56. Hurricane goes to Cavill Midland, and the Redskins pick up a 66-57 win over the Knights. That is turning into quite a rivalry now across multiple sports as uh, those schools only separated by about six miles. Trinity goes to Clay Patel and beats the Seabees tonight, 91-48. Preston is 3-8 after knocking off East Fairmont. The Bees fall to 7-2. Preston gets the win tonight, 69-59. It was Robert C. Bird, evening its record at 500 with a 59-40 win over Elkins. Summers County, in overtime, defeats Greater Beckley Christian tonight, 65-64, the final in that one. Musselman defeats Hedgesville 50-39. Big win there for Musselman. Hedgesville struggling now at 9-3. And and they've lost a couple of games in the past week. Southern Garrett, Maryland defeats Kaiser 55-38. Golden Tornado fall at home. Phillip Barber now 7-1 as the Colts defeat Lincoln 68-38. At the half, it's Martinsburg 39, Spring Mills 22. Looking for an update on that one. The Valley Greyhounds remain undefeated with a 61-50 victory at Meadow Bridge. It was Oak Hill remaining unbeaten. The Red Devils go to Westside and survive the Renegades 50-48, the final from Clear Fork. The Paw Paw Pirates are 8-2. 
as they go to Union and beat the Tigers. Final score, 61-47. Princeton defeats Pikeview tonight, 77-44. It was Wyoming East, 73. Shady Springs, 70 in overtime. Great Region 3 battle there in AA. And Sherman defeats Van tonight, also in overtime. 53-52, the final in that Boone County showdown. Got a limited uh, number of scores on the girls' side. Hopefully we'll be picking up more shortly, but these finals we do have. First off, it was Midland Trail over Fayetteville this evening, 64-40. Riverview beat James Monroe, 47-40. Wayne Pioneers, 53-35 winners over the Chapmanville Tigers. And in that game for Wayne, Maddie Wilcox, 17 points, 10 in the fourth quarter. And uh, our other final we have right now on the girls' side, Preston beat Hedgesville, 75-56. That is your Marshall University Sports Journalism BasketballNight.com scoreboard update. Uh, we'll go to the phone lines in just a moment, but uh, Coach Marone, I know you talked a little bit earlier about the Philip Barber boys kind of quietly at seven and one, and uh, you know the Colts are um, just taking care of business. I guess is the best way to put it at this point. Yeah, and, and we mentioned uh, that area uh, so strong on the boys' side and girls, but. Uh, Philip Barber, a team that you really uh, – not that they're the Rodney Dangerfield of high school basketball, but uh, they have a solid program there and a couple of nice wins here early in the year. So, you know, don't sleep on the Colts, as they say, and uh, look for them to maybe put a, a charge on here late in the season. Yeah, I can remember uh, watching Philip Barber in Charleston, you know, not too long ago. Yeah, that's a program that kind of ebbs and flows a little bit. They will have teams that are state – caliber then they will have teams that struggle to win games within the Big Ten it's a very unforgiving conference I don't think people realize Ryan how strong that conference is I know in in different areas of the state uh, you know there are some conferences uh, some of the mega conferences as I call them even though they've shrunk a bit the MSAC and some of those triple-a conferences you have some that are joint conferences with like Ohio and West Virginia teams in and such but I tell you what year in year out that Big Ten across all sports uh, not going to find a whole lot better competition Let's go back to the phone lines. Mike Gray is the head coach of the Webster County Highlanders boys basketball team. And Webster County um, off to a 5-3 and three start is what I have uh, the Highlanders at this year. Coach Gray, welcome to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. Enjoy your show. Uh, hey, greatly appreciate that. Um Let's see here. Before we get too far in, we had you scheduled for a game tonight um, at Doddridge County. Uh, Did that game take place? Uh, No, sir, it didn't. Uh, I think the rain and and, uh, they had some flooding up in that area, and and, uh, Doddridge canceled all their after school programs. So we didn't get to go up there today. All right. Thank you very much. We're, we're trying to it's, – it's, as you can imagine, it's difficult to keep up uh, with everything with the weather. But two straight wins for your ball club, uh, wins over Midland Trail and Calhoun County. Uh, where do you see your team right now in comparison to where you would like them to be? Uh, I think we're in pretty good shape right now. Yeah. We've got a couple of seniors on the team, but you know, we're a really young team, and uh, I think we're growing each game. Uh, we had a stretch here. We didn't get to play very much, and uh, – we had really good practice this week, and uh, I think we just need to get back and, and play some games. And uh, I think we're growing each game and getting a little better. And uh, I like where we're at right now. We're three and three and one in the OKC East, right behind Braxton. So uh, I think we're in pretty good shape. 
You know, we, we joke about the terrain of West Virginia. Your school is nicknamed the Highlanders for a reason, as Webster County High School uh, in Webster Springs, um, kind of up on a hill. And we've talked about how the weather hasn't necessarily turned throughout much of the state just yet. Uh, what are you seeing outside right now? Uh, we've got uh, heavy rain. We're still probably in the low 50s, so uh, it hasn't turned cold yet, but we really have had a lot of heavy rain, which I'm sure the whole state has. So I think that's a lot of the reason for all these cancellations tonight and plus the storm coming later. Well, you have a big day scheduled for Monday, the MLK Classic, actually the MLK Showcase, and uh, you've got three games scheduled on that day that, that you would host. Um, tell me a little bit about how that came about, and, and, the, and I, I've got the schedule. I'll go through it with you in a moment, but the teams that you were also able to get into this uh, event. Yeah, we started the uh, MLK Showcase last year. We're trying to build one each year. Uh, uh, we've got three three teams, uh, three games this year, 3 o'clock, 5 o'clock, and 7 o'clock. Uh, we've got the uh, Lake County Panthers with Coach Gibson uh, playing uh, Fayetteville Pirates, Coach Connolly, at 3 o'clock. And then we got a good matchup at five with a uh, Greater Beckley Christian. Uh, I think they had a tough loss tonight, but that's a really good team against the Pocahontas County Warriors, which I think are still undefeated. And, of course, uh, the 7 o'clock game will be Webster County versus Meadow Bridge with uh, Coach Gladwell. He does a good job down on Meadow Bridge. So it would be a really good day of basketball if you're looking for a place to go watch some, some good basketball. And the MLK Classic, um, obviously a lot of schools, well, many schools off Monday because of the holiday, um, but I've noticed that this is something that's picked up over the past maybe decade or so, more schools hosting these types of events, getting those games in, and hosting maybe two, three, four games at a time. Your, your event has three. Um, just tell me about how that's able to, uh, you know, kind of uh, it brings people into your community. Yeah, yeah, we're working on right now adding two more games for next year. And, uh, you know, we kind of started out with uh, mainly some uh, single-way teams that, you know, trying to trying to draw some te- teams out of that top ten ranking and and get together and, you know, and have a, just a good day of basketball. And, uh, you know, we have a uh, real good camaraderie amongst the coaches and stuff. And it's just, it's just, a, it's just a good day to spend some time watching this basketball. It's good for the fans and the uh, people to get out that day. Mike Gray, head coach of the Webster County Highlanders boys team. They will host the MLK Showcase coming up on Monday. And um, Coach, we also know that uh, later on in the week you, you will also play uh, a game at home against Roan County scheduled for next Friday. Uh, what are some of the challenges that you face as a coach at a rural school in terms of just being able to get all of your kids into the gym for a practice, especially when you've got weather conditions that have been very much unpredictable? Well, I'll tell you, this, this bunch of kids I have right now, it's not hard to get them in the gym, you know. Uh, you know, whenever we're not allowed to practice, we went on a 10-day stretch every we couldn't practice because it was just too bad. But, you know, the kids are, you know, they're texting me every day, you know, we've got to get in the gym, so... It's really not that hard in a rural area with these kids. You know, they're 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 ready to play. They're they're chomping at the bit right now. You know, they just want to go play basketball. It's a good good group of kids. You know, they've been playing together since third grade. So, uh, just just happy to be coaching them, and uh, I think they'll uh, turn some heads later on this season. You, you know, they shoot the ball well. We got some size this year, so I'm just uh, interested to see what they can do down the stretch. 
Coach, we uh, talk about a lot of the conferences around the state, and uh, of course the MSAC gets a lot of uh, ink because it's AAA conference, but uh, your uh, conference, uh, Little Kanawha Conference, uh, there's been some bas- good basketball played there. Talk a little bit about that league this year. Yeah, the LKC is pretty strong. I mean, both the East and West side both are strong. You know, we got uh, you know Braxton's playing really well right now, and and Rain County on the East side, and uh, we're in that second spot on the East. And then, you know, you go over to the West side, you've got Ravenswood and, and uh, Parkersburg Catholic, and some of those teams. So that you know, the LKC is is a really strong conference uh, for single A right now. So, uh, uh, interesting to see what happens down the road. You know. Who's going to beat up on each other at home and who can win that road game? So we'll see what happens. Coach Mike Gray of the Webster County Highlanders Boys Basketball Club, thank you so much for joining us on Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Thank you, guys. Have a good evening. All right, thanks you too. We're going to step aside, take a break. When we come back, we'll have Mel Stevens, head coach of the Wheeling Central Maroon Knights Boys team. They're off to a fantastic start. Suffered their first loss, but it wasn't a typical type of team that you would find in the state of West Virginia. We'll talk about that and much more. This is Break 3 on Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia here on the Fast Break Sports Network. Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. This is high school basketball's voice in the Mountain State. Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Jaden Lindsay, East Fairmont Bees, Jacob Clark, Riverside Warriors, Cole Honaker, Shady Springs Tigers, and Sydney Nestor, Tucker County Mountain Lions. What they all have in common is they were selected by Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia as the Standout Athlete of the Week. Tonight, you'll meet a new Standout Athlete of the Week from the Ravenswood Red Devils. If you have someone remarkable on your team or an athlete made an outstanding play, you can nominate your team's players to become the Basketball Friday Night Standout Athlete of the Week. Each week, we consider nominees based on leadership, performance on the court, academic performance, involvement in the community, and volunteer work. Every Friday night, we select a Standout Athlete of the Week. Head over to our website, basketballnight.com. Click on the Standout Athlete of the Week tab, Fill out the nomination form. We'll take it from there. We want you to nominate your team's athletes. Check it out at basketballnight.com. Basketball Friday night in West Virginia. The Mountain State's voice for all things high school basketball. Many places you can listen and watch Basketball Friday night in West Virginia. Of course, we're on great radio stations throughout the Mountain State. Just click on our affiliates page. For the station nearest you. You can also watch our high-definition video on YouTube. Go to basketballnight.com. Just click to watch. We're on Facebook Live. Go to the RSN Sports Facebook page and watch us on Facebook Live. We're on Twitter, at hoops underscore roundup, at hoops underscore roundup. up to date on your favorite teams check out basketballnight.com now back to basketball friday night in west virginia with bill cornwell coach rick marone and ryan epling 947 on this basketball friday night in west virginia ryan epling rick marone bill cornwell happy to have you along here on basketball friday night 
in West Virginia. We're going to jump right back to the phone lines to Mel Stevens. He is the head coach of the Wheeling Central Maroon Knights boys basketball team, 9-1 and one on the season. And, Coach, your ball club um, coming off of a, a win earlier this week in which it was able to uh, get a little bit of uh, vengeance, perhaps, I guess you could say, against the team that knocked you out of the state tournament in the semifinal round a year ago in Notre Dame. Right. You know, we were, uh, you know, we were, we were looking forward to that game and, you know, we went down there and, and played really well. So, you know, last year was last year and this year is this year, but, you know, it was nice to, tough place to play. It was nice to get down there and get a win. Your ball club, as I mentioned, at nine and one has basically at this point already beaten most of the class single A Northern Panhandle schools. Uh, the one loss was to Mars area, Pennsylvania, um, we talked uh, with John Blackmore about uh, that school uh, last week. That's not your typical um, type of school that you would run into within the state of West Virginia. Um, but more to the point, your team is 9-1. and one. People can look at that and on the surface say, hey, they're having a great year, but you're the coach. You see them day, out, day in, day out in practice and in those games. I mean, the record speaks for itself, but are you pleased with how your team is playing? Well, I mean, you know, obviously we're pleased, but you know, as a coach, uh, you know, you're always you're always looking for things that you can get better at, and you know, there's there's some things that we need to get better uh, at, and you know, we work on those every day to try to get better, and you know, we want to be playing our best basketball at the end of the year, just like everybody else, and you know, that's what we're kind of gearing towards. Well, you were scheduled to play Charleston Catholic tonight. That did not happen due to weather, um, so coming up next week on Tuesday. You'll host Lindsley Academy, which is right there in the Wheeling area um, as well. And then um, a week from tomorrow, a trip to Tucker County. So uh, your, your ball club has challenged itself. I, I think that's easy to say that uh, your schedule has been one that has been challenging with not only those top-notch Class A schools that are within the state of West Virginia, but also such as the Mars, Pennsylvania school that you played, and John Glenn, Ohio, who is very good as well. Right. You know, I mean, that's we, we try to schedule the, you know, the best possible competition we can, uh, you know, no matter what class. And, you know, I think we've done that over the years, and I think that's, you know, proved beneficial for us, you know, when it gets to tournament time. Who are you looking at as far as big challenges for you so far um, in, in class single-A, Coach? Uh, uh, as you look around the state and see some of the, the, the teams that uh, maybe are popping out at you. Well, you know, obviously, I mean, Notre Dame, you know, is still a force. I mean, you know, they lost a, a great player in Jared West. But, you know, they still had some guys coming back this year. And, you know, they're, they're going to be one of the top teams. Um, you know, Ravenswood, Tug Valley. I mean, Tug Valley went into Notre Dame before we played them and got a win there. So, you know, obviously there are teams we reckon with. And, you know, like I said, Ravenswood I know is good. And, you know, uh, we would have had, had a good challenge this weekend with Charleston Catholic and Parkersburg Catholic. But, you know, unfortunately both of those games got postponed. And, you know, we'll try to make those up at a later date. Coach, it's a fantastic time of year, and your ball club playing very well now about halfway through the regular season. I uh, certainly wish you and the Maroon Knights all the best, and we'll probably be catching up with you again a little bit later on this year. All right, thanks for having me on. All right, that's Mel Stevens, head coach of the Willing Central Maroon Knights boys basketball team. And um, guys, they were able to make that nice uh, 
bounce back from a loss a year ago. As he mentioned, last year's last year, this year is this year. That is very true when you talk about personnel-wise uh, from uh, you know year in, year out. But still, you know, that had to feel nice to go to the school that beat you in the semifinals, that went on to win the state title a year ago, and to uh, get a 20-point road win. Um, there, there has to be something a little bit satisfying about that. Well, satisfying, and I think, uh, you know, the season, and he mentioned the schedule they play, and it's almost unparalleled as far as the competition, but it's a measuring stick, and you kind of want to see who those contenders are, and Bill, as you kind of feel your way through your schedule, you want to see if Notre Dame's going to be able to get back to that level. Yes, they got a good program, but I think Willing Central sent a message there. You go into Notre Dame and get a 20-point win, uh, that definitely feels a lot better than the way they felt in Charleston last year. Now, they're in a unique position, too, where, where they're located geographically, and it's good to see them reach into that Pittsburgh area and play a team or two because there's some good uh, quality schools there, good competition, good athletes throughout the Pittsburgh area, the greater Pittsburgh area. And uh, it's good to see uh, Wheeling Central and any of the schools up in the panhandle kind of uh, push themselves and, and play those schools. Plus, uh, of course, they're in the OVAC with all the, the schools up there in the panhandle, and, and they get pushed by uh, some of the Ohio schools that they play. And matter of fact, they'll have uh, an OVAC uh, little uh, mini tournament toward the end of the regular season. Uh, and they'll get more tests and more uh, of a challenge. So, uh, all this is going to be good for them when they get ready to go to postseason. They will be ready. A school that has been testing itself with its schedule throughout the course of the early part of the season in Class AA girls basketball is the Kaiser Golden Tornado. Josh Blow is the head coach of the Golden Tornado. He joins us now on basketball Friday night in West Virginia. And Coach Blow, first off, welcome to the program. And second off, I know it's been a couple of weeks now. You've played several games since, but a, a game that I think caught the attention of a lot of people throughout West Virginia, your girls beating North Marion 61-55 back on December 29th. Uh, your team at 7-4 and four now. It's been a little bit of an up-and-down season, but some of those ups have been very high. Yeah, well, first off, uh, thanks for having me on the show again. I uh, always enjoy coming on here on Friday night. Uh, it was a big win for us, and we've tested ourselves for several games. Uh, uh, I'm sure people around the state caught notice of that a little bit. Um, like you said, we've been up and down. Like That's an understatement. <laughs> <laughs> we've been up and down all year. Um, one game, we, not even game to game, quarter to quarter. Against North Marion, we played uh, pretty flat the first two quarters, and the second half we came out and played excellent. So uh, just we've been up and down year, and we're trying to get them to play more consistent and I said, when we play four quarters, we're going to be pretty tough to beat. Hey, Coach. Coach Marone here again. Congratulations. I know uh, uh, how that can be, uh, the up and down. But just talk a little bit about, you know, you're going against North Mary, and you went in in a hole there at halftime, and just how that this group that you've got this year was able to muster the comeback and to come out of there with a win against one of the real perennial powers uh, in AA and a team that everybody's looking at to make a run in, uh, in the tournament time. Yeah, the first uh, couple quarters, they really had it at their pace. They were moving the ball pretty well and turned us over a few times. But in the second half, we settled down, um, slowed the game down. The girls started making some really nice plays. We had a couple big plays late in the game, uh, big shots, game on the line. So we made some free throws down the stretch. Our defense was the key, though. I mean, holding North Marion to 55, that doesn't happen too often. And um, they didn't shoot very well that game. And I'm sure 
I'm sure they've shot well since. I haven't really been keeping up with it, but they didn't shoot well. But our defense was really well. We played with intensity. We played with energy. And uh, it was a big win, and the community really loved it. North Marion, by the way, is 8-1 on the season, so that is still the only blemish on their on their mark, and they average 68 points a game. Coach, uh, of course, everybody in the States had to deal with the, the weather issues. Uh, how has it affected your, your Kaiser squad, and uh, have you had to deal with the, the cold and, and uh, delays and postpones and so forth? Uh, has it been uh, any, any easier or tougher than you for compared with some of your uh, your neighbors? Um, we have one game right now that was uh, it was postponed with Hampshire, and we really tried to find a make-up date, and we couldn't really make it work with all the wrestling matches and boys games at both places. So we ended up trying to uh, flip the home, the home games and make it work a little bit for us. So only Hampshire right now. We've had a lot of, a lot of delays, a few cancellations, but nothing major right now. We've had a lot worse in the past. Josh Blow, head coach of the Kaiser Golden Tornado. We're up against a break. Coach, I'm so thankful that we got to talk to you because uh, I know that uh, you, you fight a battle in, in, in Kaiser in terms of getting your program's name out on the state level. We know a couple of years ago you had a team that was quite frankly underseated and, and kind of got stuck in Charleston, and hopefully this program helps to bring some light upon the, the good work that you're doing there. Well, thank you. I hope you guys have me back soon. Hey, absolutely. We'll work on that uh, a little bit later on in the season. Josh Blow, head coach of the Kaiser Golden Tornado girls team. We're going to step aside and take our final break of the first hour. When we come back, we'll have another scoreboard update. We'll talk with Dylan Godet of the Buccaneer Sports Network. But Cannon Upshur's girls had a big win yesterday. Also, our resident referee, Bo Anderson, in the bullpen. He's waiting the call. Will we make him warm up for, you know, four or five innings worth? <laughs> we will make him throw a complete game out there? We'll find out when we come back. This is Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia on the Fast Break Sports Network. Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. For scores online, all of them in West Virginia, visit basketballnight.com. Special thanks to all of our affiliates. You can listen on great radio stations throughout the Mountain State, including 103.7 Jack FM, WQWV in Fisher, The Valley's Watchdog, 1600 AM, WKKX in Wheeling, 1370 AM, WVLY Moundsville, Jackson County's home for Southern Gospel, Singing News Radio, 92.5 FM, WTHM LP, Ravenswood, Ripley. Knights Radio 91.5 FM WRSG in Middleburn. Talk Radio WRNR Martinsburg 740 AM 106.5 FM. Classic Hits 106 WHFI Linside 106.7 FM. 95 The Sports Fox WBES Charleston 950 AM 101.9 FM and 1290 AM WVOW in Logan. Light Rock 93R. WRRR St. Mary's 93.9 FM. The Ticket 102.3 FM WMTD in Hinton. 98.5 FM and 101.5 FM WQAZLP Edmund Beckley. 101.7 FM WYAPLP in Clay. And Marshall University's flagship station 88.1 FM WMUL in Huntington. If you're a subscriber to Suddenlink, you can see us statewide on Network West Virginia. Cable subscribers in the Huntington region can find us on Comcast Channel 25. 
And of course, we're streaming online high-definition video can be found on our website, basketballnight.com. You can find us on the RSN Facebook page, Facebook Live, and on Twitter at Hoops underscore Roundup. We're on Periscope. Welcome back to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. To join tonight's program, call 855-78-HOOPS. That's 855-784-6677. Follow us on Twitter at Hoops underscore Roundup for all the scores all the time. And visit BasketballNight.com for a comprehensive look at schedules and standings for every team in the state. Stay tuned. Another hour of Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia begins right now. Rolling right into hour two of Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Ryan Epling, Rick Marone, and Bill Cornwell. Happy to have you along with us. Coming up in this segment, we will talk with Dylan Godet of the Buccaneer Sports Network, but Cannon Upshur, uh, Chris Stevens, head coach of the Winfield Boys, also in the queue. And we'll also have, uh, at some point, our resident referee, <laughs> Bo Anderson. I have some questions for Bo. As long as he's indoors, he's fine. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I have a feeling Bo is staying nice and warm. Uh, wherever he is tonight. But first, we know you're here for scores. So let's get another look at the Marshall University Sports Journalism BasketballNight.com scoreboard. Looking for scores? Look no more. This is where you want to go. Girl scores tonight. Just a handful of games throughout the, West, uh, throughout the Mountain State. Midland Trail defeats Fayetteville, 64-40 the final in that one. Riverview picks up a 47-40 win over James Monroe. Petersburg defeats Berkeley Springs, 63-46. Preston defeats Hedgesville tonight, 75-56. And a game I went to, and we'll talk with Wayne coach uh, Wade Williamson later on tonight. Um, Wayne takes a 15-point halftime lead against Chapmanville. It gets whittled to one in the fourth quarter, and then the Pioneers run away down the stretch to defeat the visiting Tigers. 53-35, Matty Wilcox, 17 points in that one. Ten of them in the fourth quarter for the victorious Lady Pioneers. Bill let's has the boys' score. Or Rick has Let's the take score. a look at the boys' scores tonight. Your Marshall University Sports Journalism, BasketballNight.com scoreboard update. Looking for scores? Look no more. On the boys' side, some great matchups starting in Boone County. An upset as Van falls to Sherman, 53-52. The Sherman Tide get the win in overtime. Eric Molesky gets 15 points for Sherman. And Van uh, for Van, Taylor Gerald tosses in 16 in that one. Shady Springs falls tonight. Wyoming East 73-70 winner over the Tigers. That game also in overtime. Princeton 77, Pikeview 44. Paul Paul, the Pirates with a nice win over Union, 61-47. The Crusaders of Parkersburg Catholic, 70-53 winners over Williamstown. Oak Hill 50, Westside 48. Valley Fayette, a 61-50 winner over Meadow Bridge. The Martinsburg Bulldogs, 70-45 winner over Spring Mills. Also tonight in boys basketball, Phillip Barber, the Colts, a 30-point win over Lincoln, 68-38. The Colts at 7-1, a nice start to the season for them. Southern Garrett of Maryland, 55-38 winner over Kaiser. And Hedgesville falls tonight to Musselman, 50-39, the final in that one. And that was a big-time matchup up in the panhandle. Later on, we'll talk to Cause. I'm sure he'll have some insight into that one. Hampshire falls to Jefferson, 64-53. The Cougars with the win. Greater Beckley Christian 
in an overtime thriller. They fall to Summers County. It was 65-64 Bobcats. 67-55 Grafton with the win over Lewis County. 59-40 R.C. Bird defeats Elkins. The Tigers, bit of an upset there. R.C. Bird 5-5. Elkins came in. Well, actually, they were 6-6, so that went about an even 500 toss-up. Preston 69, East Fairmont 59. Trinity 91, Clay Patel 48. Hurricane gets a big rivalry win over Cabell Midland 66-57. The Redskins with the win. Buchanan Upshur, the Buccaneers 63-56 winners over Liberty Harrison. North Marion, the Huskies 64. Bridgeport 46, Bridgeport falls for the first time. Frankfurt 87 to 60 winners over East Hardy. And that's a look at your Marshall University Sports Journalism BasketballNight.com scoreboard update. Yeah, we always like to have a little bit of fun with the show. And uh, it's important to, to mention out that, um, you know, up front, when it comes to public radio, we're not allowed to send direct messages to say hello to people who may be viewing. Um, in fact, I know someone who's not viewing right now because they're actually on TV, but a big fan of the show, Amanda Barron, has already sent a picture in to us uh, from WSAZ. Um, she actually watches the show between 9 and 10 every Friday night while she's getting ready for the newscast. There you go. Um, so let's go to Dylan Godet of the Buck. Yeah, right? That just kind of came out of nowhere, right? Can't say hi to her because she's not watching right now. Thank Dylan you for Godet. your support. Yeah, Dylan Godet of the Buccaneers Sports Network joins us now and – uh, Dylan, the Buchanan Upshur girls, 10-1 on the season. Everyone knows how good they are, but they beat Fairmont Senior by 20 last night. That is a big win for even the top-ranked AAA ball club in the state. Yeah, thank you guys for having me on again. But a big win last night, 20-point win, and a quick stat in that game. Lady Bucks, even with Hannah McClung out there, unable to hit a three in that game. Uh, but just their defense and forcing turnovers there from Fairmont Senior, Hannah McClung with 29 points. Uh, just really from the get-go, they, they controlled the game from the start. Lady Bucks did, and Fairmont in the second half came out oh, a bit of a run. I think it was a 15-2 run um, on into the end of the first half, into the second half, and then McCann and fought back. It got close, but they battled through adversity. That's the thing with this team, so much experience uh playing in Fairmont was kind of a rough crowd there, uh, but they're able to pull away at the end, and a very impressive win against a team like Fairmont Senior that they'll play, even though they're double-A, they'll play a triple-A team like that come, come tournament time. And the boys' team tonight for Buchanan Upshur gets a home win over Liberty Harrison, 63-56, and that's a good win for the Bucks. Yeah, I haven't gotten to talk much about the boys because of the, the girls' success this season, but it's a rebuilding year. Uh, for the boys, uh, but to pick up the win tonight against Liberty Harrison, that's two out of the last three. Uh, coach Travis Foster on his first year at the head coach, uh, really bringing in a new mentality for the team. He's been a couple of seasons since there have been a, a coach from Buchanan, uh, really understands what, what the community expects, and that's what Coach Travis Foster is bringing into the program. So they're going to start with the same formula as the girls. Start, start from the ground up with the youth programs, getting them playing in the off season and just try to start that rebuilding process now with picking up some wins and getting the community back into it for boys. Yeah, Dylan, I, I think you just used the word. You know, This is something we hear so much in sports now uh, with the new coaching staff, uh, the new mentality. Trust the process, and that seems that's what's going to happen with the boys' program there with uh, Buchanan Upshur. Yeah, I played on the team uh, a couple years, about three years ago. And uh, it's been it's been a rough stretch. I know. Uh, again, talked about my sisters being on the team. 
Uh, they've they've won a lot more games than I won. They're playing for McCannon, so so it's been a, it's a little family competition. But I know Coach Foster and, and what he's going to bring to the program, and I think it's great. Like you mentioned, there it's it's a, you have to trust the process, and that's tough for fans to believe, uh, even in high school high school sports. And it's really important for a school like McCannon, smaller size school from the other AAA schools, not bringing in the amount of athletes that they are. Uh, to really start just with fundamentals and starting groups in the offseason. That's exactly what the girls did. I know the senior group at Buchanan right now for girls basketball, they've been playing together since they're in the third and fourth grades uh, with the senior and the junior group. So they have so much experience together, and you can definitely tell on the court. It's like the family out there playing with each other, and, and they know, uh, and that's really big with, with handling adversity like they saw in that Fairmont senior game yesterday and with our loss against North Marion, how they're able to bounce back this season. So it all starts the youth programs and just getting the community support behind you. Dylan, you know your sisters will never let you forget their success. I'm well aware. I'm well aware that they they remind me every time I'm in town and get to see them. So. But uh, Dylan Godet of the Buccaneers Sports Network, hey, you do a great job keeping us up to date on the girls and boys basketball programs there at Buchanan Upshur and uh, the girls have a big game tomorrow with Morgantown and uh, that's always a, a big rivalry now as well, so it should be a lot of fun. Yeah, definitely should. That the game's on seven thirty right now. It's still on with the weather impending, so definitely if you're in the area of Morgantown, that'll be a marquee triple A matchup tomorrow night. There you go. That's Dylan Goday of the Buccaneers Sports Network. Um, I can't answer boys and girls and guys. You realize that he was in school when this program started, right? I mean. <clears throat> I have no comment. <laughs> uh, you know, it, it, just, it just amazes me how how that, that 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 happens. I don't know what happened to the last five years of my life, but they're gone. <laughs> and uh, that's just kind of how things go. Uh, Chris Stevens is the head coach of the Winfield Generals boys team. Winfield's off to a fantastic start. Coach Stevens uh, got a little bit of a late start taking over that program. This is his first year. Uh, but, Coach, I have to say, you and your kids doing a fantastic job of handling what could have been some adversity with a coaching change in the midst of a program that is pretty well stocked talent-wise right now and are still making the most of it. I think that's a fantastic job you're doing up there. Well, thank you. Thank you for having me as well. And, uh, you know, it wasn't too rough because I've been around the program now for the last nine years, uh, so all the players knew me. Um, we changed a few things up. It took a little bit of getting used to little tweaks in our system, but uh, the kids have responded very, very well. And uh, we, we've gotten off to a good start and are looking to keep it going when, when we're getting into the meat of our schedule uh, here coming up over the month of January. Well, your team is 7-2. and two. The two losses were to Hurricane by two at home. Uh, Hurricane, obviously very good, but Coach Lance Sutherland, that ball club, is, is a good team. Wyoming East uh, picked up a Saturday win on December 16th by 14. Wyoming East is very good as well. And, and in many ways, yes, those are tough games, but those are also the types of games that you'll be in come tournament time. Um, I mean, your, your ball club, when, when it comes to Region 4, you've still got Mingo Central, Chapmanville, who sit on the other side, not to mention – your own side of the sectional, which is challenging enough. Nitro is off to a fantastic start. Um, for example, we're almost beyond saying a start and are just having a fantastic season at this point. And that's a ball club you'll see tomorrow night. Uh, yes, and you know they're off to a 10-0 start, and 
Um, it's going to be a challenging game. They are very talented, have shooters, are going to pressure you. And so we're looking forward to the challenge. And um, it's a big game in our conference and uh, for sectional seating purposes as well. Uh, so inter- interested to see where we're going to be at uh, tomorrow night and uh, hopefully be able to uh, keep our momentum going and come out and put on a good performance. Coach, of course, um, Winfield uh, went back to Double A a couple of years ago. Really uh, had a struggle uh, competing for the most part in Triple A basketball o- over the years. Talk talk about uh, what a difference it's been going back to Double A and, and uh, just getting back on that level. Well, you know the the top teams in Double A are are still could still be very competitive in the Triple A ranks. Um, you know our our section and region in AAA was was very difficult, and it always seemed like every year it ended with uh, having to go to Huntington uh, or early on going early on in the AAA years going to Logan to try to get a spot in the state tournament. So uh, that was very rough. But I mean, dropping down to AA doesn't do us any uh, huge favors because you know we get we get matched up with uh, with Poker the last few years when they had Frampton and, and Cuffy. Um, and then, you know, years to come, I mean, we still got Chapmanville, Mingo, and Logan in the other side of our region, and we got uh, Nitro, and everybody else in our section has been playing better with uh, Sissaville and Polk almost picking up a win uh, against Logan last night. Um, Point Pleasant has come on, and Wayne has just recently beat Sissaville too, so um, it's still a lot to play out in our section, and we're just hoping to to be there and have a chance to play in that regional game for uh, try to earn a bid to the state tournament. Coach Chris Stevens of the Winfield Generals. They are 7-2 and two and take on unbeaten Nitro tomorrow night on the road. Uh, Coach Stevens, thanks so much for joining us. Wish you guys the best of luck next year, or next, next year, tomorrow. And uh, <laughs> it, it's been a long night already, Coach. But um, nonetheless, we uh, obviously um, – you know, Winfield's a program that, that, that we follow just because of our geography here uh, and our location in Huntington. And uh, one of those, it's good to see uh, that, that boys program that won a state championship, you know, about 13 or so years ago now be contending at least for a state tournament berth again. So, again, congratulations on a great, great start to the year. We look forward to catching up with you again later on in the season. Thank you guys for having me. All right, that's Chris Stevens, head coach of the Winfield Generals. We'll step aside, take a break. When we come back, we will introduce you to this week's standout athlete of the week. We will also talk with Craig Dutton, WRRR Radio in St. Mary's. We'll talk about the Blue Devils and the Tyler Consolidated Silver Knights. And our resident referee, Bo Anderson, we'll talk with him sometime too. This is Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia on the Fast Break Sports Network. Basketball Friday night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. For scores online, all of them in West Virginia, visit basketballnight.com. How about a chance to graduate from college not only with a diploma, but also prepare to thrive in an exciting growing field? The Marshall University Sports Journalism Program might just be for you. The expansion of cable networks, the rise of sports-centered online platforms, and the continued thirst for local sports coverage make sports journalism a growth industry with jobs waiting for those 
who earn this degree. Your passion, curiosity, and charisma, coupled with Marshall University sports journalism training, will equip you for success in a multi-billion dollar global industry. So bring your abilities and the desire to be the eyes, ears, and life of the game to our Huntington campus to learn the art of sports storytelling while covering the thundering herd. We'll teach you how to go beyond the scores and statistics to tell compelling stories and accurately report breaking news across multiple media platforms. Marshall University's W. Page Fitt School of Journalism and Mass Communications is ready and eager to help you start your sports journalism career. Learn more about the exciting possibilities by visiting marshall.edu slash sojmc. A shout-out tonight to some of our newest followers on Twitter, including Jeremy Dillon, Ian Lindsay, John E. Stepp, Calhoun Athletics, CCCH Athletics, of course that's Charles Catholic, Dante Webster, Diane Day, Jacob Oates, Isaac Keller, Hannah Rosser, Jefferson Walls, Hoops Dreams Media, Devin Brooks, Cat Spencer, Frog Hat, Heather Wilson, all a part of the Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia family. This is High School Basketball's home for the Mountain State. Basketball Friday night in West Virginia on the Fast Break Sports Network. Now, back to your hosts, Bill Cornwell, Coach Rick Marone, and Ryan Epling. 10-17 on this Basketball Friday night in West Virginia. We'll talk with Craig Dutton, WRR Radio in St. Mary's in a few moments. We'll also talk to the resident referee, Bo Anderson. But first, it's time for our standout athlete of the week. Now, normally at this time, Luke Creasy would be sitting here on set with us but uh, Luke is not here tonight, at least not physically here. But not he, in body. He is here in voice. He joins us on the phone from somewhere in North Carolina. Luke, welcome back to uh, the program. Now, now, why are you in North Carolina again? I am in Sunset Beach, North Carolina at the moment. Uh, looking like we're going to have a 70-degree and sunshiny day, so I'm not missing the West Virginia weather too much. Uh, here tomorrow, but uh, in, in town visiting my grandpa, so in for the long weekend and uh, drove down this morning, but glad I could still be a part of the show tonight. Glad to have you with us tonight as well. And Luke, this week's standout athlete of the week, Isaiah Morgan of Ravenswood High School. Uh, he's a kid who knows nothing but success in the classroom, literally nothing but success. Yeah, he's never gotten below an A in any class that he's taken, elementary school, middle school, or high school. He's got a 4-3 GPA overall. And when I heard that, it was just kind of astounding. I mean, because, you know, people stumble up every now and then. But, uh, you know, for Isaiah, it's been, it's been nothing but success on and off the court. There are two things that take a whole lot of time for college students. One is being a student athlete. Two is being a biology major. He plans to do both. Yeah, and uh, I mean, it's something that requires some dedication there, you know, to be a, a successful student-athlete and be successful in the classroom. Obviously, student-athlete always will come first, and you, you've heard that from standout athletes of the week uh, so far, one through five. But uh, he certainly, and looking at a double major as well in college, and so you talk about a kid who, who likes to, you know, challenge himself in that respect, and certainly if, if he's able to play college basketball, 
uh, which he certainly has the talents to do so. It's going to be another challenge for him to be successful in the classroom as well. And Luke now has more with our standout athlete of the week, Isaiah Morgan of Ravenswood High School. Effective leaders must be open to being led. When one player is able to take individual instruction and simultaneously send a reinforcing message to the remaining members of the team, the whole unit reaps the benefits. Isaiah Morgan has the utmost respect for Coach Mick Price and his staff at Ravenswood High School. His willingness to accept coaching, along with his ability to lead, is why Morgan is this week's Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia Standout Athlete of the Week. Ravenswood High School boys basketball has a rich tradition of success in Class AA, topped off by two state championships. This success has continued even after the program was reclassified to Class 1A this past season. We don't just have a team here. We have a program that continues to win. And Over the years, I mean, if you can't respect someone like that, I don't, I don't know who you can respect, really. High-level success requires focus and complete trust between student-athlete and coach. Ravenswood boys head coach Mick Price says those intangibles are effortless with Morgan. Whether we're running a drill, whether we're doing transition, whether we're talking about what another team may do to us, he is bodying, he is focused, his eyes are on you. And I think when other players see that, they have no choice but to kind of follow him because they realize that they're not going as hard as maybe they need to go. they got to meet Isaiah. And by doing that, he lifts the whole team. Price, who has been coaching basketball for more than four decades, says that it's every coach's dream to have an athlete such as him. Morgan, one of seven seniors on the team, says that the past four years have been centered on correcting little mistakes in order to replicate the past successes and expand the opportunity that success will continue into the future. Uh, we really break the game down during our practices. We have drills for anything you can imagine. If there's something that we're struggling with or a concept that we're not getting, we'll attack it day after day until we get better at it and improve on that specific skill. Coach Price says Morgan's character is more impressive than what he's accomplishing on the court. Forget the basketball stuff. He's yes sir, no sir, has been like that all his life. You don't have that very often in kids today. And he is everything you tell him. When you're coaching him, he's looking at you in the eyes. I mean, he's such a respectful kid. And I think a lot of that credit goes back to his parents and the way he was raised. Morgan's character is manifest through his work ethic, respect for the game, and his dedication to the demands that basketball requires. It's everything in the game of basketball, and it's not just working hard here and there. You have to work consistently at it, and you have to understand what you're doing at the same time. Morgan's leadership, combined with his openness to being led, have guided the Red Devils to a perfect 9-0 start this season, landing them on top of Class 1A standings nearly midway through the month of January. You have the ability to take others with you where you're going. That's what a leader is, and Isaiah has certainly done that. For Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia, I'm Special Correspondent Luke Creasy. Thank you very much, Luke, and we appreciate Luke doing um, that for us while in the midst of getting ready to travel out uh, this week, and uh, we we certainly appreciate uh, that from him uh, tonight. Uh, Ravens were really good, too, by the way. Very good, very good. We'll talk with Isaiah about that uh, later on in the program. Uh, at least we hope we're able to talk with Isaiah about that a little bit later on in the program. But also tonight in boys basketball, Martinsburg goes to 8-1 and one with a 70-45 to 45 win over Spring Mills. Matt Miller, WRNR in Martinsburg, joins us now. And Matt, for the Bulldogs, that was just uh, another night at the office. So 
to speak. Yeah, it certainly wasn't a thing of beauty. Um, this uh, game featured 30 foul shots in the first half between the two teams combined, and the two teams combined also for 42 turnovers. It was a, a, a hectic pace to the game, but uh, Martinsburg used a 15-2 to run in the opening quarter to open up the lead in that first period, and then things just kind of hit the brakes, a real slow scoring uh, second quarter, a little bit of a slow start uh, in the scoring to that third quarter as well. But uh, in the end, Martinsburg gets the 25-point victory. And the Bulldogs had beaten Jefferson earlier this week by 45 points. So Martinsburg right now playing very well. And even since we last spoke last Saturday, it was the game that was being uh, really was getting a lot of attention in the Eastern Panhandle, as it always does, and rightfully so. Martinsburg ended up beating Hedgesville uh, 69-56 in that one. So the Bulldogs are playing well right now and have a couple of out-of-state games coming up, uh, one tomorrow with Loudoun Valley, Virginia, and then on Tuesday with South Hagerstown, Maryland. Yeah, the Loudoun Valley game has probably been circled since the opener. That is the team that last year won the 4A championship in Virginia and already had a couple of games under their belt when they came to the Martinsburg Fieldhouse for the Bulldogs' season opener. Martinsburg played well at times in the game, but ultimately lost 70-63 to since that time have now reeled off the eight straight wins. So I know the Bulldogs are looking forward to this rematch with Loudoun Valley. And also, Matt, as uh, we look forward for Martinsburg, we can because we're not players or coaches. One week uh, from tonight, uh, Musselman and Martinsburg will tangle again, and uh, Musselman got a big win tonight over Hedgesville. Yeah. Uh, a really big win, uh, especially just uh, reading some uh, different tweets and things about the way that that game played out. They've been uh, in some really tight ball games. We talked with Derek Basil yesterday on one of our local programs, and he commented about the the resiliency that his team has shown, uh, even in a three-point loss earlier in the year, but also in some very tight victories, some come-from-behind victories on the road at Hurricane, a win earlier this week on the road at Loudoun County, and for them them to have that resiliency tonight against Hedgesville certainly is going to have their confidence up as Musselman and Martinsburg tangle at Musselman next week. Matt Miller, WRNR Radio in Martinsburg. Thanks so much for joining us tonight. Uh, glad to do it. All right, and moving right back to the phone lines, we go to Chris George of Metro News. He covers uh, quite a few games in the north central part of the state tonight. The Bridgeport and North Marion boys game. And if you looked at records on paper, you would think Bridgeport would be the favorite in that one. But Chris, tonight North Marion uh, made a statement. Yeah, they did, guys. Uh, North Marion's one of those teams. Everyone knows about Jude Akabizi, the uh, Nigerian young man who has moved into the area and committed verbally committed to UAB. He's only a junior, six foot nine, two eighty five, strong force, but. It was seven threes in the first half by the Huskies guards, and they jumped out to a 40-13 to lead. And then Bridgeport came back in the second half, outscored them 33-24. At one point, had the game down to nine, and there was a personal foul, a technical foul of 225 to go. And North Marion scored five points in that possession and went on to win the game by 18. And, you know, coming in, North Marion had lost three out of four. Bridgeport was undefeated, but the last two games have been very, very sloppy. And they just haven't executed and haven't played as well as Coach Roby would want them to play. And 
it kind of caught up with them tonight. Tonight, North Marion, very good effort from that team. And Jude Agadizzi ended up with 26 points. And I know he had double figures and rebounds, but he was just a force in the paint for the Huskies. A great ball game for the Huskies. Not so much if you're an Indians fan, but still time to, to kind of gather yourselves back up here before things move on. So I know you cover quite a few games and quite a few teams in North Central West Virginia. What's your week schedule look like right now? Well, coming up this week on Tuesday, you have the Tucker County Lady Mount Lions, who, of course, undefeated in class single A. I know you had talked to Sydney Nestor last week. She's on pace to become the school's all-time leading scorer. It's a very good Tucker County girls team this year. It's a team that's got a chance to get to Charleston and do some damage. Uh, it's been a good group of seniors. Four seniors has led the way. And I got them on Tuesday against Pendleton County. And Wednesday, I'm back at Bridgeport with Lewis County boys. Thursday, I got Taggart Valley girls. They're struggling a little bit this year. I covered Tiger Valley boys and girls. I have the girls on Thursday. And I have Tucker County back on Friday and Saturday next week. So it's going to be a good jam-packed week of basketball. Hopefully the snow cooperates, the weather cooperates. And uh, Tucker County boys starting to come around too, guys. They uh, big win over Preston last night or two nights ago by eight points. It's a it's a Tucker team, a boys team. It's an experience. You know, some guys playing some new roles. And a chance to get their uh, get their feet under them a little bit here. I think they'll make a run. Two very well coached teams. I don't even want to know how many miles you have on your car. Well, well, let's put it this way: I got a new car in August. Right now, I've got uh, six thousand three hundred miles on already. <laughs> between that and between that and the Legion baseball job in the summer, so well, it's always traveling. There you go. Hey, Chris, thanks so much for joining us. Hey, talk to you guys same time next week. Sounds like a plan. That's Chris George of Metro News. And, um, of course, we always appreciate our correspondents and correspondents for Metro News and joining us on the program because we're not competitors. We love basketball. We're just here to celebrate the game and, and spread the word. So uh, we certainly appreciate him uh, taking time to talk with us. And, of course, you may have to talk to him next week about uh, one of those games yeah, he's going to Yeah, hopefully get to see him in person. We'll be traveling up to Tigers Valley. That's actually uh, – It'll be two weeks from tomorrow, but on the 27th. So maybe if it's on that schedule for him the next week, he can add a few more miles to that new vehicle. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. We'll have to step aside right now and take a break. When we come back, we'll get you another scoreboard update. We're also expecting to hear from Dave Morrison. And we'll also have Craig Dutton, WRRR Radio St. Mary's, talking about the Blue Devils and the Tyler Consolidated Silver Knights. And our resident referee, Bo Anderson. All that when Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia continues. Halfway home on the Fast Break Sports Network. Basketball Friday night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. If you love basketball, then there's only one place to be on Friday nights after the game. It's Basketball Friday night in West Virginia. There are so many places to listen and watch basketball Friday night. Of course, we're on great radio stations throughout the Mountain State. Click on our affiliates page at the bottom of our website, basketballnight.com, to find the station nearest you. You can also watch our high-definition video on YouTube. Go to basketballnight.com, just click to watch. On Facebook Live, go to the RSN Sports Facebook page to watch us on Facebook Live. On Periscope, we're on Twitter, at Hoops underscore Roundup, at Hoops underscore Roundup. On cable, we're on Suddenlinks Network West Virginia statewide. In the Huntington area, we're on Comcast Channel 25. And we want you to send your pictures from your games, teams, fans, so we can feature them in our video stream. If you're watching, 
you see that right now. Send your picks to us on Twitter, at Hoops underscore Roundup, at Hoops underscore Roundup. On Facebook and Instagram, send them to the RSN Sports Network. You can also send them by email to scores at basketballnight.com. Give us your best picks of your team, your fans, and become a part of basketballnight.com. Don't forget to join us in this week's poll. You've got till 11.45 tonight. This week's question, should West Virginia adopt a statewide no school, no practice, no play policy, or should the call be left to each school in the system? Vote statewide, no school, no practice, no play, or leave it up to each school system. You've got till 11.45 tonight. Go to basketballnight.com. You'll see the poll on the right-hand side of the page. Celebrating high school basketball around the Mountain State, you're listening to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia on the Fast Break Sports Network. Now, back to your hosts, Bill Cornwell, Coach Rick Marone, and Ryan Epling. 10.32 on this Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. We'll get to Dave Morrison literally in moments. The life of a journalist is never ending, especially about 10.30 because there's that big deadline and everybody else at the paper is waiting on you <laughs> or you know, in many other aspects of uh, nowadays waiting on your social media account because if you don't get your information out before they go to bed, well, you're just not all that important at the time. <laughs> you, you know, so that, You've lost your relevance. Right, yes. It's always important to stay relevant. And um, we certainly hope that you find us relevant. You're on Basketball Friday Night. That was almost begging, wasn't it? But <laughs> yeah, very much so. <laughs> you're on Basketball Friday Night Pandering. in West Virginia. Yes, well, you know, you do what you got to do. Uh, but we're so glad to, to have you, however you may be tuning us in, which includes Network West Virginia. Um, I have a lot of family who, who watch the show on um, the cable provider that takes care of Wayne County, and uh, Network West Virginia is on that. So, of course, we're available in about 40 counties on Network West Virginia. We're also on Comcast 25 in Huntington. Um, it's just need to drop that million number again like you did last week. We also have <laughs> our radio listenership. Our radio listenership is not a million, but our reach is reach. more than 1.3 million people can turn their radios on and pick up basketball Friday night in West Virginia. Incredible how that works. Also incredible how he works is Dave Morrison. He's a, one of our favorites on the program. He covered the Oak Hill win tonight over West Side. And Dave, I know you've got a busy night ahead, but for Oak Hill beating West Side tonight, if there were any questions left about just how good this Red Devil team is this season, I believe tonight may have answered many of those. Yeah, and that was my first question for Benitez Jackson. Thanks for having me on, by the way. Uh, that was my first question for Oak Hill Coach Benitez Jackson. You'd, you'd feel like you answered some questions. I, I don't think he felt too much, as a coach would, you know, like he had any questions about his team. But obviously when you're a, a player and you're in high school, you feel maybe you're undefeated and you're number seven in the state. You think you should be ranked a little higher. How do you take care of that? You go on the road and you beat a very, very good West Side team. 50 to 48. Once again, Andrew Work was the big guy for Oak Hill. 24 points tonight and another game winner. That's his third game winner. Oak Hill 7 and 0 now. He's had three game winners 
in the last 10 seconds. Well, I think it was 11.2 left tonight. Uh, but that's three game winners for this uh, junior. And uh, you're talking about a team in Oak Hill that uh, started two sophomores and three juniors against a team of five seniors for Westside. So very big win for Oak Hill to go and win at Westside. And Mingo Central would come to Westside earlier this year, and Westside beat them relatively handily. So it answered, as you said, some, some big questions for Oak Hill there. And Oak Hill plays Liberty Raleigh coming up uh, this week as well as Independence. And uh, one week from tonight, they'll play host to Charleston Catholic. Of course, that's all weather permitting. But, Dave, I know in your area, a lot of games got played. That means a lot of work still for you tonight. Uh, we'll give you an open mic here for just any, any quick thoughts that you have on uh, what you've run across uh, maybe throughout the course of the night or the week. Well, I know that Wyoming East coming off a big win over Logan earlier this week. A couple nights ago, they beat uh, Logan uh, down in New Richmond. And uh, tonight, they beat Shady Spring. Another big uh, region win for Wyoming East. Uh, they're starting to pile up the wins. Interestingly, interestingly enough, Logan had beaten Westside. That was at home. And uh, Logan comes down to Wyoming East. The team Westside had beaten by double figures. Uh, just uh, four nights earlier, and they and they win, and now another impressive win for Wyoming East. Uh, really, I think Region Three a lot tougher than some people thought it might be. They've gone on the road and had some big wins against other regions. Of course, nobody's beaten Fairmont, uh, a good team there, and uh, bad uh, uh, bad situation earlier. Right? We had games canceled. One of those was Chattonville, number two, hosting number number three, Westside. You know, for the time being, that that game was canceled. Uh, they'll play that a little later this month. So it's, it's shaping up as a very interesting season. Uh, Chase Green, uh, Bluefield, a winner tonight, uh, but they went on the road and beat Singleway, uh, number eight, Mount View, on the road by 13. So uh, I think Region 3 shaping up on one side, Section 2, Bluefield, and Shady Spring, probably your top teams there. Any one of uh, two or three, I mean, Westside, Oak Hill, or Wyoming East, and Section 1. So it's shaping up to be a very, very interesting second half of the season when most of the better games will be played. Before we cut you loose, final question, because you mentioned something and it struck a bell there. We don't have the Bluefield Mountain View final. You do. What was the final score of that game? Uh, 61-48. If I'm wrong about that, I'll send you guys a note on Twitter. <laughs> but I think I, ch- I checked it out uh, before I came in that one. Going down the road, and uh, I think it was 61-48. Bluefield a winner there. Mookie Collier, 24 points. I think uh, Dumonte Edwards, 22, I believe, for Mount View. Nice win tonight for Bluefield as well. Dave Morrison, thanks so much. Now get to work or something. Hey, guys. Right? Always. <laughs> I appreciate it. You guys have a great evening. Thanks for having me on. Thanks so much. We'll talk with Craig Dutton, Wes McKinney, Bo Anderson still on hold. But right now it's time for another check of the Marshall University Sports Journalism BasketballNight.com scoreboard. Bill will turn you loose with the boys' scores. Surprise. We got a bunch of them right now. Uh, Again, a lot of the finals have come in. First off, Frankfurt, a winner tonight over East Hardy, 87-60. North Marius, big win over Bridgeport, 64-46. Just talked about that a little earlier. Buchanan Upshur gets a uh, win over Liberty Harrison, 63-56. Battle uh, in the MSAC Hurricane over Cabell Midland, 66-57. Trinity, a big win over Clay Patel's CBs, 91-48. Preston over East Fairmont, 69-59. Robert C. Bird, 
Picks up a 59-40 win over Elkins Tigers. Perhaps the Bearcats get a win over Lewis County, 67-55. Greater Beckley Christian falls to Summers County tonight, 65-64. It was Greenbrier West, 63. Midland Trail, 55. Jefferson over Hampshire this evening, 64-53. Up in the Eastern Panhandle, Musselman takes care of Hedgesfield, 50-39. Southern Garrett, Maryland over Kaiser this evening, 55-38. Philip Barber's Colts over Lincoln, 68-38. Martinsburg, a win over Spring Mills, 70-45. Valley Fayette beats Meadow Bridge, 61-50. Bluefield takes care of Mountain View this evening, 61-48. Oak Hill is a winner over Westside, 50-48. Parkersburg Catholic defeats the Williamstown Yellow Jackets, 70-53. Pawpaw over Union, 61-47. Preston Tigers over Pikeview, 77-44. Wyoming East beats Shady Spring this evening, 73-70. And it was the Sherman Tide over the Van Bulldogs in a Boone County battle, 53-52. Now let's take a look at the girls' scores tonight on the Marshall University Sports Journalism Basketball Night.com scoreboard. On the girls' side, Midland Trail gets a nice win over Fayetteville, 64-40. Riverview 47, James Monroe 40. Petersburg gets a 63-46 win over Berkeley Springs and a big win tonight for the Lady Pioneers of Wayne. They go to 11-1, 53-35. They defeat Chapmanville. Kind of an up-and-down affair, but Wayne pulls away late and puts away the Chapmanville Tigers to really grab a stranglehold in that Cardinal Conference in the, uh, the uh, South Division. East Hardy falls tonight. This is a big upset. This is the West Virginia Hit Tournament. Talked a little bit about it last week. I know we'll talk a little more about it. Those pairings are on our website on the girls' side. And tonight, a number seven seed, South Harrison at two and seven, gets a win over East Hardy, the two seed in the big school division, 51 to 48. South Harrison with the win in that one. Williamstown knocks off Trinity tonight, 83 to 63. The Lady Jackets with the win to go to seven and three. Hedgesville falls tonight to Preston. The Knights get a 75 56 win. And the Hampshire Trojans, 47, Jefferson. 42. That's a look at your Marshall University Sports Journalism BasketballNight.com scoreboard update. Thank you very much, Bill, and thank you very much, Coach. And let's go back to the phone lines. We've held him long enough. Craig Dutton, WRRR Radio in St. Mary's, joins us now on the program. And, uh, Craig, I know that you can talk St. Mary's. You can talk Tyler Consolidated. You can talk about just about anyone up and down the Ohio River in in that part of the state. Uh, I'll just turn you loose. What's on your mind tonight? Uh, honestly, tonight I was supposed to have the Tyler Magnolia game as part of the Knights Round Ball Classic. Now, there were pictures being passed around this morning. We're, they're about to have a double whammy up there in Tyler County because this morning, after I drove through and it was real foggy last night, about an inch and a half and two inches of rain fell in Wetzel, Tyler County. I don't know what the, the status is of Valley High School uh, over in over in Pine Grove in Wetzel County, but I do know along Route 18 there in uh, Kidwell, where the high school for Tyler Consolidated lies, their bl- their bridge uh, pretty much flooded. Their football field, I think, was flooded this morning, I believe, based on where I saw those water heights were uh, on the property. So they had to cancel school today, and they were supposed to move the games. They were th- even thinking about playing the games tonight, even after all that. Uh, but that didn't occur. They moved the games to tomorrow. So... That whole classic's been pushed back. They don't know when they're going to play, even if there is going to be a championship for the boys. But the girls' championships will be tomorrow afternoon at 3 
no, the girls' championship at five with Magnolia and Valley, and then Tyler Magnolia is supposed to play tomorrow, pending this weather. So, <laughs> yeah, let me tell you something real fast. I'm taking a look at yeah. the Doppler radar right now, and I'm good, uh, I'm sure. the state of West Virginia <laughs> is a multitude of colors. That's not good. Yeah, no. it's been that way for a long time, I'd say. And my fiance works in Columbus, Ohio, and uh, she's getting nailed right now they're starting to have level three warnings you don't even know what level three because if you're on the highway you get caught by the police you're going to be taken away at that point so <laughs> it's been pretty bad but early i did get to see tyler magnolia play last night and the lady eagles swept the silver nights for the season so right now i feel it's pretty well settled in my mind magnolia is probably your toughest team in section two right now They've got they're 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 going a long ways with Kendra Pilot and Madeline Winters in the post, and it means a lot when you have your your head coach is Meredith Pilot, the mother of Kendra, and then your assistant coach is Mark Winters, the older brother of, uh, of Madeline Winters. So you have them coaching them up, and I feel that's going to be enough to get them through the sectional. Um, St. Mary's boys last night, even though I didn't get to see the game, Cameron Miller got to come back. That was a big get for St. Mary's and that win over Ritchie County. That may have just been enough to push St. Mary's to be a little bit more competitive this season. He brings a lot more offense to the game for the Blue Devils. And I, I feel that's a big game changer now because I feel I thought that sectional way it was going for St. Mary's, they were probably going to be, I felt, number four going in, but they could easily – be knocking on the door on the heels of Magnolia and Tyler, which I feel are your next two best teams in region in the Section 2 right now, Region 1. And before we let you go, I just want to mention real quick, Mark Winters, everyone mm-hmm. on that girls' team looks up yeah. to him. He's six foot six, so yeah, there, there you I go. look up to him. <laughs> I, I think most people do. And uh, Craig, always a pleasure. Sounds great. Thank you, guys. Be safe tonight traveling. All right. Greatly appreciate that. That's Craig Dutton, WRRR in St. Mary's 93R Light Rock. They totally missed an opportunity there with the roar. But anyway, uh, we're going to step aside, take a break. When we come back, we'll talk about our standout athlete of the week. We'll start with West McKinney, W-A-E-Y in Princeton. The Tigers took on Pikeview tonight. We'll also have Mark Witt, Jeff Simpkins of the Hatfield-McCoy Shootout. And poor Bo just keeps getting pushed right on back. He called earlier than normal, and it's just maybe about 11.15, maybe. This is Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. It's 10.46 on the Fast Break Sports Network. Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. For scores online, all of them in West Virginia, visit basketballnight.com. Jaden Lindsay, East Fairmont Bees, Jacob Clark, Riverside Warriors, Cole Honaker, Shady Springs Tigers, Sydney Nestor, Tucker County Mountain Lions, and Isaiah Morgan, Ravenswood Red Devils. What they all have in common is they were selected by Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia as the standout athlete of the week. Have someone remarkable on your team? Did you have an athlete make an outstanding play? You can nominate your team's players to become the Basketball Friday Night Standout Athlete of the Week. Each week, we consider nominees based on leadership, performance on the court, academic performance, involvement in the community, and volunteer work. Every Friday night, we select a Standout Athlete of the Week. Head over to our website, 
BasketballNight.com and click on the Standout Athlete of the Week tab. Fill out the nomination form and we'll take it from there. We want you to nominate your team's athletes. Check it out at BasketballNight.com. Basketball Friday night in West Virginia. The Mountain State's voice for all things high school basketball. Join us on the show. Call us toll free. 855-784-6677. 855-784-6677. Give us an update on your team's game. Follow us on Twitter at hoops underscore roundup. At hoops underscore roundup. Shout out to some of our newest followers tonight. Jaden Henry, Jimmy Morgan Jr., Mike Anthony, Gravedigger. Sports Talk Line tonight out of Magnolia High School. Bennett Jackson, Xavier Carruthers, Jasmine, Les Sims, and Malin. They're all part of the Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia family. Stay up to date on your favorite teams. Check out basketballnight.com. Now back to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia with Bill Cornwell, Coach Rick Marone, and Ryan Epling. 1048, Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Ryan Epling, Bill Cornwell, Coach Rick Marone. Happy to have you along. Hope you're nice and warm wherever you may be tonight. Yeah. Bill, doing all right over there? I'm doing all right. I, I was like you. I was looking at the, uh, the old uh, radar, and it is quite colorful. Uh, it's, it's just like a... It's like a Skittles. It's like a rainbow. It's, ra- it's not a rainbow of flavor, but it's a rainbow of weather throughout the mountain state right now. I mean, I'm looking at the radar right now, and we're not going to talk about weather the rest of the show, I promise. <laughs> but uh, in brief, I see green, I see yellow, some orange. I don't see any red. That's good. But uh, some pink and some purple and some light purple and some white. It looks like there's some blue mixed in there, too. And that's just all in one state at one time. That's, that's what we're doing with right now throughout the state of West Virginia. Let's go back to the phone lines here. We're going to give him just a second to get him into the queue as uh, we will have our Stanley Athlete Weekly in just a moment. We'll also have West McKinney, W-A-E-Y, in Princeton. Uh, we'll talk with Mark Witt and Jeff Simpkins about the Hatfield-McCoy shootout um, as well, which is uh, taking place at the Williamson Fieldhouse. Fun event. Um, in, in a historic basketball venue in this state. And it seems like anything that has the name Fieldhouse, we'll talk about this with, with, with Mark in a moment, but anything that has the word Fieldhouse or Armory attached to it <laughs> has history to it. Yep. And uh, they just seem to have their own, um, their own identities. Let's go to the phones now. Our standout athlete of the week is a senior at Ravenswood High School. He's top 10 in scoring all-time for the Red Devils, who are currently undefeated. He averages 25 points per game and just a shade under 10 rebounds per contest. He's a 94% free throw shooter, but perhaps most impressively, he's never made below an A in school, and he carries a 4.3 GPA. He is Isaiah Morgan. He joins us now on Basketball Friday Night. In West Virginia, Isaiah, first off, congratulations on being our standout athlete of the week this week. Thank you, sir. All right, Ravenswood a year ago was the state runner-up. What has changed for your program and your team now that you're, you know, you're in a leadership role with that group uh, between a year ago and this year? 
Well, obviously, uh, we had two major losses um, from last year to this year, and Riley Hetherington, who uh, obviously is playing at UC, uh, doing very well there. And then uh, another major loss in our point guard, Hayden Mandrake, who's uh, an amazing uh, vocal leader for us. But uh, with our seven seniors, um, obviously we're an experienced group, and uh, we play well together. We just have to all uh, step up together and try to fill the void that those two left for us. Well, you are in the top ten scoring all time at Ravenswood. That's a school that has had a lot of success on the basketball floor and averaging 25 points per game for the unbeaten Red Devils this year. And uh, a, a lot of big games coming up for your for your club also. Absolutely. Uh, tomorrow, uh, weather permitting, uh, we'll have uh, our second uh, go-round with uh, Notre Dame at home. Um, and we uh, we try to schedule a bunch of uh, tough games. Uh, later in the year, we'll be playing Tug uh, down at Logan. We'll be playing St. Joe uh, at the shootout in the Big House games. Um, but uh, we're prepared. Uh, you know, we want that challenge. We don't want to be playing uh, easy teams every week, and I think we're ready for it. Isaiah, talk about the experience of playing for one of, no doubt, one of the most well-known, one of the biggest winners in the state, and that's Coach Mick Price. Uh, it's got to be a great experience for you. Absolutely. It's a blessing. I couldn't ask for a better coach. I mean, he, day in and day out, is everything you could ask for from a coach. He's unbelievably knowledgeable about the game. Our practices are just immaculate. And really, I mean, with uh, Coach Price, he goes beyond the role of being a coach. I mean, he, he means a lot more to each one of us. So I would say you could ask any player that's ever played for him, and they'd give you the same response. Isaiah Morgan, a National Merit semifinalist last year, vice president of the Fellowship of Christian Athletes and National Honor Society at Ravenswood High School. Uh, obviously, you put a whole lot into off the court, perhaps more so even than on the court. Yeah, uh, Obviously, I love basketball. Um, you know, that's what I do. But on the same token, uh, it, it's not everything in life. Uh, I, I put a lot into my academics, um, and I really enjoy my role that I play in our uh, FCA chapter at Ravenswood. And I just think when you're in high school, you should do uh, whatever you can, do whatever you enjoy, enjoy your time while you're there. Isaiah Morgan, Ravenswood High School, our standout athlete of the week. The Red Devils undefeated. Isaiah, once again, congratulations, and thanks for joining us tonight on Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Thanks for having me. All right, and uh, we'll, we'll have to go back and talk about that in a moment because right now we need to go to Mark Witt and talk about the Hatfield-McCoy shootout. And Mark, so kind to go up on Minor Mountain in a snowstorm to call us tonight. Mark, how you doing? Yeah. Guys, I'm doing fine. How are you guys? Uh, I'm thinking that we should probably expedite this a little bit for you. <laughs> and obviously, it's, it's a great event, the Hatfield-McCoy shootout. I know Jeff Simpkins um, also uh, there. But um, this event, bringing people into the Williamson Fieldhouse, it's a historical venue. I mean, quite frankly, you could put it on the historical registry as far as I'm concerned when it comes to basketball within West Virginia. Actually, it is. There you uh, go. First of all, uh, first of all, I just want to say thank you guys for continuing a, a tremendous service to our citizens across the state of West Virginia and providing this show. I know there's been some hiccups along the way, and I won't get into that. But uh, 
you know, we as 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 officials and coaches and fans, we really enjoy listening to you guys and uh, and Coach Marone and you. You guys do a wonderful job, and you got a tremendous staff there with Fred and his mother. And you know, you start naming names, you you hurt feelings. So I won't get into that. But <laughs> I just want to say thank you guys for 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 getting us out all across the state of West Virginia for uh, for basketball Friday night. You know, Fred and them do a wonderful job in football. Enjoy listening to it when we leave our games, but uh, you know the service that you guys provide to, to, to our citizens here—not only West Virginia, but West, you know, Kentucky and Virginia and Ohio. Also, it's uh, we're blessed to have you guys. Just want to let you know that. Oh, we we greatly appreciate that, Mark. We got a minute and a half here before our hard break, but uh, looking at the Hatfield McCoy shootout, I mean, you're giving like uh, teams such as Man, Tulsa, South Charleston, um, Spring Valley, West Side, Logan. Tug Valley, Scott, Mingo Central all get a chance to play in that venue uh, coming up next week. And uh, just a lot of fun for those schools to get to play in a place that holds so much history. It does. You know, it's just a great venue to play in. All the fans are upstairs and uh, probably got more Division One players coming in this year than we've ever had, you know, from the kids at South Charleston, kids at Mingo Central, the kids at Tug Valley. Uh, the big kid at uh, Sheldon Clark and the eighth grade, you know, you got a team coming in starting three eighth graders, a sophomore, and a senior. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and the, and the sixteen, you know, the sixteen kid, you know, they're you know, Huggy and all those guys are looking at him, and uh, then you go down to the Believe Academy or TNT is what they were called last year. Randy Casey, kid went to school right here in Mate One, West Virginia, bringing his team in as his high school team. He's got a four D one players on it. Uh, the, uh, the 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 Jellion team that's coming in, uh, they they've got three or four D one players on their team. Uh, it's just going to be a great great lineup uh, starting at three thirty on uh, on Friday. You know, have a Master Christian Academy uh, going up against Phelps, Kentucky, and, and, and then at five o'clock. You got so, sorry to interrupt you, Mark. We're right up against a hard break. Can we bring you back right at the top of the next hour, right after the break? Sure. All right. Yeah, we'll do that. We'll talk much more uh, with Mark Witt about the Hatfield-McCoy shootout. We'll also end up with a scoreboard update, and we will have uh, Wes McKinney and resident referee Bo Anderson. All of that to talk about and much more. Hour three of Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia is just a little over two minutes away here on the Fast Break Sports Network. Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. Every Friday night from 9 to midnight, we're the home for high school basketball in the Mountain State. This is Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Special thanks to all of our affiliates. You can listen on great radio stations throughout the Mountain State, including 103.7 Jack FM, WQWV in Fisher, The Valley's Watchdog, 1600 AM, WKKX in Wheeling, 1370 AM, WVLY Moundsville, Jackson County's home for Southern Gospel, Singing News Radio 92.5 FM, WTHM LP, Ravenswood, Ripley. Knights Radio 91.5 FM, WRSG in Middleburn. Talk Radio WRNR, Martinsburg, 740 AM, 106.5 FM. Classic Hits 106, WHFI Linside, 106.7 FM. 95, The Sports Fox, WBES Charleston, 950 AM. 
101.9 FM and 1290 AM WVLW in Logan. Light Rock, 93R, WRRR, St. Mary's, 93.9 FM. The Ticket, 102.3 FM, WNTD in Hinton, 98.5 FM and 101.5 FM, WQAZLP, Edmund, Beckley, 101.7 FM, WYAPLP in Clay, and Marshall University's flagship station, 88.1 FM, WMUL in Huntington. If you're a cable subscriber, you can find us statewide on Suddenlink's Network West Virginia. Cable subscribers in the Huntington region can find us on Comcast Channel 25. This is Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Welcome back to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. To join tonight's program, call 855-78-HOOPS. That's 855-784-6677. Follow us on Twitter at hoops underscore roundup for all the scores all the time. And visit basketballnight.com for a comprehensive look at schedules and standings for every team in the state. Stay tuned. Another hour of Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia begins right now. 11 o'clock, final hour of the program. Ryan Epley alongside Bill Cornwell and Coach Rick Marone. We're right back to the phones. we got a scoreboard a little bit later on. If you're looking for a score right now, go to at hoops underscore roundup on Twitter or basketballnight.com. Uh, but we'll get you a full scoreboard update. Also, you can check the scroll across the bottom of the screen if you're watching uh, the, the video feed in any of the numerous ways that you can. Mark Witt is with the Hatfield-McCoy shootout, which is coming up next weekend. Um, kind enough to hang with us through the break. And, Mark, you were just going over the Friday schedule. You mentioned Ambassador Christian and Phelps, Kentucky at 3.30, and then at 5 o'clock, Wyoming East and Tulsa. And uh, it just continues to go from there Friday. It, it sure does. You have Sheldon Clark with all the young players there and the 16 kid. J.J. does a wonderful job there going up against Scott High School out of Boone County. And, uh, you know, Scott's uh, up and coming actually played Chapmanville pretty well the first half when they met the other day. And, you know, you know the reputation Chapmanville has this year in this Region 4 stuff. I've heard you guys talk about that coming in from my ball game tonight. And uh, the next game, we got a rematch from last year. we got Johnson Central taking on Mingo Central. Uh, Johnson Central were able to pull out a win last year, and uh, Mingo's looking for revenge this year. And got Jeremy Dillon's already signed where you guys are located at Marshall University. And, uh, and Johnson Central's got a couple of nice young kids. Tommy McKenzie does a good job over there, and Kevin does an excellent job up at Mingo Central. And it's a 9:30 game. You know, it's it's big versus tall. Uh, you got the big big guys coming from uh, Believe Academy, uh, which was TNT last year, and uh, and Randy Casey, my good friend, here Mingo County, coaching there against Tug Valley, and you know what Evelyn May's done there with that thing way team. And you know, I, I got to say one thing. If there's anybody in the state that plays a tougher schedule than that little single-way school right here in my county, Tug Valley, I would like to see it. <laughs> they don't care who they go up against, buddy. And, you know, it, you know, and all this is practice. It's unlike football where you got to win to make a playoffs. This is all practice. Just getting you ready for February and March for that state tournament run. And uh, and I and I commend him. And, you know, Vic Herbert at uh, South Charleston, he does the same thing. He Vic said, let me play the Lakers if I can. And, uh, <laughs> he, he, he <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, 
Well, you know, it's all about getting better, guys. You know, you got to see where you stand early, and you guys understand that. Your coaches, Rick, understands that, right, Rick? Yes, sir. I'm with you on that. <laughs> you, you, you are, buddy. I mean, you, you play a tough schedule on the girls' side. Then we come back on Saturday at 10 a.m. We got Phelps and Man, those are two up and coming teams, uh, both of them in rebuilding process. Uh, and then we have East Ridge and Tulsa. I think it will be a good game. Uh, Tulsa, uh, the new coach down there, has done an excellent job. I had them a, a few weeks ago and uh, against Lawrence County, Kentucky. And then we have Glasgow and South Charleston. I think that'll be an excellent game. Glasgow's got a couple of D1 players, South Charleston. To, you know, they're South Charleston. They had a little issue there with a couple of guards, I understand. But, uh, you know, they're they're battling the MSAC, and you know what that is. And then uh, we got the, what we call our prep game at 2.30. That'll be Jillian and uh, I believe Academy's number two. And then at 4 o'clock, uh, we're glad to get Spring Valley back. Uh, you know, my buddy Steve Morrison always brought Spring Valley up every year. And then, you know, Corey got in a scheduling problem there. But we got them back guys, got those guys back into the thing. And they're going up against Westside, uh, a team I officiated tonight against Oak Hill. And Westside went down 50 to 40, 48 tonight. Uh, they were down about uh, 11 points going into the fourth quarter and come back and went ahead by one and ended up getting uh, beat at the end. And I think a very interesting game. you got Mark Thompson's Belfry Pirates, who I think is one of the most athletic teams. I've had those uh, guys once already this year on Kentucky going up against uh, Zach Green's Logan. And, you know, you're the early kid and, and, and Dino and, and one of my favorite players over there, T.J. Mullins. Uh, you know, I watched him grow up, know his dad well, but that's going to be a very interesting game. And then at 7 p.m. on Friday, we got Tug Valley Panthers, a single-way team, going up against the Scott Skyhawks. And, uh, again, I mentioned earlier, you know, Scott, uh, first quarter, first quarter and a half against Chapmanville, you know, give them all they wanted over there. And Scott's in a rebuilding year, and I, and I think Coach McConnell will do an excellent job over there. He's working hard to get those kids back in. And then uh, our nightcap will be Sheldon Clark and Mingo Central, which should be a very interesting game. Should be a lot of fun. And, Mark, before we let you go, obviously so much – um, to do with this Hatfield-McCoy shootout. We have our resident referee, that uh, we call him Bo Anderson. You also officiate games. But uh, something that is important is we can't play these basketball games that we love so much without officials. And unfortunately, the numbers seem to be a little bit down on that side. You know, it is. You know, in, in football, you look at it. And in, on the basketball side, you look at it. You know, and in the southern part of the state, guys, we could take young kids, and I'm glad you're giving me a minute to talk about this. I've talked to Mr. Dolan and, you know, our previous executive directors up there, and I do some leadership classes at, at some of our, 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 our technical colleges. But, you know, we could take kids in school. If they would get into this, they could make three to five or $600 a week. And right now, we're in a critical situation getting officials out there. And, you know, Bo can tell you that, and, and, and Rick knows that, Coach Marone, and it's hard to get our young kids into it, but it's a great it's a great opportunity to stay in a stay in the game, make a little money, help pay for your college, or you know give you a little disposable income, you know to do things that you may not be able to do. And our officials that come down here, we have them coming from about three hours away to our local guys, and we don't have a whole, whole lot of local guys here. But uh, you know, one of the things that we hear about our our teams coming in is is not only the hospitality of southern West Virginia, but, you know, they get to come in and look at the Hatfield-McCoy feud sites. They get to look at the trail system, the billion-dollar coal field, the, 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 the coal house. 
and they get to drive up on this highway where I'm sitting right now. It's named after my brother, the, you know, on the King Cole. Uh, there's three states that you can look at up here. Uh, you know, just what an educational opportunity is for these teams to come in. And, you know, if it wasn't people for people like Jeff Simpkins' law office to be able to, to provide a stipend for these teams to come in to use as a scholarship or for their basketball teams, whatever they choose to do, this thing could never happen. And uh, 16 years running, and, uh, you know, we, we, we took a beating here in southern West Virginia with our coal business, and it's bouncing back. And we're not where we need to be with sponsorships. We, we're hoping for good crowds. They can come in on each day, guys, for 8 bucks, uh, get a hand stamp, and come and go as they please. They may want to watch one ball game and go somewhere and eat or go look at a historic site, and then they come right back in the ball game. So, you know, you look at Saturday, eight games, that's a dollar a game. You know, where can you get a bargain like that to help our kids? Uh, absolutely. And, Mark, once again, we thank you so much for taking the time out to join us. Uh, we know you have to go to extremes to do so. And we appreciate that, and uh, we appreciate all you do, too. Not only with the Hatfield-McCoy shootout, but just we appreciate all the officials who put a lot of time and effort into making sure we can play these games. They do, and it's a thankless job, as officials will tell you. But, uh, you know, we're thick-skinned, and, uh, you know, it's a service to our youth, and our youth is our future. You know, if we can make them productive citizens, it'll help us as we get older, and some of us are. There you go. Mark, uh, always a great event. Hopefully uh, we'll get to talk again uh, about this uh, next year as well. Excellent. I hope to see you guys up there. And, uh, again, come out to the Jeff Simpkins Law Office, Happy McCoy Shootout. It's the 16th annual at the historic Williamson Fieldhouse in Williamson, West Virginia on Friday and Saturday. All right. There you go. It's Mark Wood, an organizer for the Hatfield McCoy Shootout and uh, someone who I, I've known kind of uh, – from a distance, I've watched him officiate games for the span of my lifetime, both yeah. football and basketball. Same and here. Just someone that, you know, you, you learn to appreciate those guys that you see that keep coming back year after year. One of my favorites because he's, he's a thorough guy both in both sports. And uh, tell you one thing, he, he's very good to work with you, uh, especially even in the media because uh, used to do a little uh, work uh, with the uh, sidelines and, and he would always wait for my signal when a commercial was over so so mark was hip he, to what he, we were doing he, he was all, all yeah he uh, was hip to it absolutely and we certainly appreciate that we'll talk with uh benitez jackson the head coach at oak hill in just a moment i'm looking forward to talking to him i'm also looking forward to talking to our resident referee bo anderson but right now uh, we, we've held him off long enough too west mckinney waey in princeton had the Princeton Pikeview game, and we haven't got to hear from Wes in a, in a couple of weeks now. Wes, hope things are going well for you. Yeah, guys, it has been a while. We've had some, obviously, some snow outs and some, I, I guess you maybe call them cold outs. Nah, I think that's, <laughs> yeah. that's the best we could come up with. Uh, yeah, yeah, but Princeton uh, finally back on the hardwood after, I think we counted up, I, I believe it was 18 days that Princeton was off. Um, between games, uh, December the 20, uh, 21st or something like that, they played and then didn't play again until this past Tuesday. So, you know, January the 9th, Princeton didn't play. So a big, long layoff there for the Tigers. And you would never know that there was any rust. They've won two games this week, both in very convincing uh, fashion. Got the big win tonight against the Pikeview by 33.77-44. And I think you're starting to see – Princeton jello a little bit. I mean, they did play three games before Christmas against very good competition, Bluefield, Graham, 
and, and Oak Hill, and you know, Oak Hill is a big surprise. You know, not only in Southern West Virginia, but I think across the state now. So that doesn't look like a bad loss for Princeton. So, I, but I, I think the Tigers really starting to gel all of a sudden. And Princeton, as you mentioned, playing very well in, in its last two outings, and, and now looking forward, um, you know, a week that that has games with Nicholas County. A, a short trip to Graham, Virginia, and a home game with Mount, or excuse me, a game at Mountain View, a trip to Welch uh, for that one. So Princeton will be uh, again. Will we'll, we'll face some challenges this coming week. Yeah, and I think that why I think that's why it was so important to go to Greenbrier East on Tuesday night, a place where Princeton just and doing radio for Princeton for five years now. I've seen so many heartbreaks, so many just tough losses for Princeton in fairly and for them to go over there and get a win on Tuesday night and do it by almost 30 points I think I talked about it tonight on there I think that just carries so much weight you know in the now and then you know down the road because you know Princeton all of a sudden you know you know maybe doesn't have to go on the road you know up for a sectional semifinal and just to go in there and just kind of get that monkey off your back against Greenbergs I think just carries a lot of weight you know for the rest of the season hey Wes Bill Cornwell here and uh, good to hear from you and uh uh, talk about um, what uh, Coach Ernie Gilliard's uh, thoughts are as far as this, uh, how this team's developing right now. Well, you know, Bill, Ernie thought you know that it was going to be the junior or the junior backcourt of Cade Fix and Drew Hopkins was going to lead, and those guys have. I mean, they're two of the three, you know, uh, players in double figures right now. But now you're starting to see the role guys really come on. Kyron Kennedy almost had a double double tonight. Tanner Lockhart. A senior who has slowly developed under Coach Gilliard, and he has a he has a knack for just developing talent throughout you know throughout a career. You know, you're starting to see Tanner Lockhart come on. Like, just a lot of the complimentary guys are starting to play better, and I think that's been the difference for Princeton. Because yeah, Kate Fix is going to go get 15 tonight. Drew Hopkins is going to go get you know 12 points and five or six rebounds for you tonight. But see these other guys, the complimentary guys. I think that's going to help build Princeton out here because, like Ryan mentioned, you know it's a tough week next week. And then Princeton has two games before the Big Atlantic, and I think these I think these five games here before the Big Atlantic are going to tell me everything I need to know about Princeton, you know, as we make through January and then eventually into February. Wes, always a pleasure. Thank you, guys. Take care and be safe. Hey, thank you, and you as well. That's Wes McKinney, W-A-E-Y in Princeton. Let's have a side, take a break right now. We'll come back. We'll talk with Benitez Jackson, the head coach of the Oak Hill Red Devils undefeated boys basketball team. We'll also probably talk with our resident referee Bo Anderson when <laughs> basketball Friday night in West Virginia continues on the Fast Break Sports Network. Basketball Friday night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. High school basketball's voice in the Mountain State. This is Basketball Friday night in West Virginia. The Marshall University Sports Journalism degree is designed for you to find a job to put your knowledge and training to work after graduation. The program allows for students to concentrate in one of three exciting areas, print, public relations, or broadcasting. Our curriculum features skill-based courses and prioritizes hands-on, real-life experiences that not only expose the students' work to the public, but also to the sports journalism professionals who are often willing to provide crucial feedback and career-launching advice. Marshall, 
has 15 varsity teams that afford sports journalism majors the opportunities to cover them in any media format, including text, online, photo, radio, or video. Hands-on experiences come through Marshall's student-powered media, the Parthenon, WMUL Radio, and Herd TV, as well as communications campaigns, off-campus internships, and an expansive alumni network in all areas of expertise. The Marshall University School of Journalism is ready and eager to help you start your sports media career. Learn more about the exciting possibilities by visiting marshall.edu slash SOJMC. Join us on Twitter at hoops underscore roundup at hoops underscore roundup shout out to some of our newest followers tonight jimmy morgan jr Jaden henry kyle garretson brody harwell david bowles mhs basketball that's out of madonna this is basketball friday night in west virginia This is High School Basketball's home for the Mountain State. Basketball Friday night in West Virginia on the Fast Break Sports Network. Now, back to your hosts, Bill Cornwell, Coach Rick Marone, and Ryan Epling. Uh, 11-16 on this Basketball Friday night in West Virginia. If you guys only knew what was on the other side of the camera, the, the, the food that's being laid out for our post-game post-show spread here it's like a summer picnic it's it's amazing and uh you know i don't know i'm I'm distracted now i gotta finish this show up Uh, let's go let's go back to the phones benitez jackson is the head coach of the oak hill red devils uh that basketball team undefeated seven and oh and uh picked up a very nice win at west side tonight a tough environment coach jackson first off welcome to basketball friday night in west virginia Oh, thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. Uh, tell us a little bit about that game tonight. I understand that uh, your team got out to a lead, fell behind, but able to pull that game out in the end. Yeah, we did. I thought we played really well in the first half. Um, I thought we defended well, um, and we, we was out to about a nine-point lead at half. Um, we, and, we, and we even left some points out there in the first half where we missed some layups and uh, turned the ball over a few times on the fast break where I thought we could get good looks. But um, – I was really happy with, you know, how we defended. Uh, like you say, it's tough to win down there at uh, Westside. And they're a really good team. You know, I think they were ranked number three in the state. Uh, it was a great crowd down there. But I thought our guys showed a lot of resiliency uh, at the end of the game when we were down one or two points and just didn't want to lose the game. Your ball club is undefeated. And, and many times an undefeated team will be kind of just rolling through teams. That's not necessarily been the case. You guys are winning – Close games. You've got three wins by two points apiece. That's impressive. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah, it's impressive, and also it, it gives me high blood pressure as well. <laughs> but uh, uh, because I, I think a lot of those games that uh, I thought we could play better, uh, and when we turned the ball over a lot of times in those games and put put us in those positions. Um, you know, in one of the games against Cabell Midland, I thought we had a chance to spread the lead to ten or eleven, twelve points, and turned the ball over two or three straight times. Uh, we played Robert C. Bird up there. We turned the ball over. You know, we were up 11 or so and had uh, turned the ball over a few too many times to let them back in the game. So uh, we didn't do that today. Uh, you know, it was a close game throughout. 
But so, you know, I was happy that we won this one, but I think in the other ones, but we didn't turn the ball over today like we did in those other games, uh, which allowed us to win the game today. What's it mean to you to get to coach at your alma mater? I believe it's your third season now. Yeah, you know, it, it means a lot to me. This is where, I, if I was going to coach, uh, you know, I coached here as assistant coach for uh, 12 years under Coach Ferry um, and take, played here and take a lot of pride in the program. And I, I didn't coach for three years, and I've always said to myself, I was going to get back into coaching. Uh, I didn't want to coach anywhere else but Oak Hill. So I take a lot of pride in being here. I take a lot of pride in our community. Um, when we're rolling, this community supports us. We've got a lot of community support here, uh, great people in the community. Um, so, you know, being here, I mean, I, I don't want to be anywhere else. So um, I love, I love you know, what Oak Hill represents and the history and tradition that we have here. I have to ask, and I apologize if I come out left field with this, but I'm sure you've answered this before. The last name Jackson in a basketball family in Oak Hill, West Virginia, and for people who are around Huntington, associate Cornelius <laughs> Jackson. Yes, and that's real, my brother. There you go. <laughs> I, what I, I thought yeah. so, but I wasn't sure. <laughs> yeah, that's my brother. Yeah, actually, I was down there Saturday for the Western Kentucky game. But, yeah. uh, uh, yep, that's my brother. <laughs> uh, and, and obviously, he he's made his own path. You have made your path as well. I remember Monty Wright also came out of Oak Hill and played for Marshall back around uh, around the turn of the. Well, I can't believe I'm going to say this around the turn of the century, <laughs> the century. now. But uh, right, right, right. <laughs> but uh, you guys, and then you know, they obviously had a lot of success uh, under Coach Ferry for a long time, but also earlier in this decade. But uh, you guys have really been able to kind of spread out a little bit. You know, your brother was a coach at Cleveland State and, uh, you know, now an assistant at Marshall and uh, obviously able to kind of, of, uh, you know, put Oak Hill on the map for basketball. Well, definitely. You know, know, he was state player of the year in 96 here. Uh, Before that, we had, like, Tracy Shelton played at West Virginia, Mm -hmm. And PG Green, they were all state player of the years here at Oak Hill. But yeah, I mean, my brother's the most recent one of um, player of the years here, and he's done a. You know, we're really proud of him and and what he's been able to accomplish. Uh, I know he loves it at Marshall. When I talked to him, I don't think he could be happier being there. Um, I think they're they're playing really well right now. Uh, unfortunately, when I was there Saturday, they didn't play so good. But, no, they didn't. <laughs> um, I know they won. They won yesterday and. I think they got a good chance to win is it tomorrow against Old Dominion. So mm-hmm. that's correct. You know, we I follow them closely and I talk to him on a regular basis. So really, really proud of what he's what he's been able to accomplish so far. Yeah, I, I don't mean to make this about your brother because of the success that you are having. Your team is seven and zero and undefeated. Has games uh, at home against Liberty Raleigh, a game at Independence next uh, week, and also a game next Friday night um, at home against Charleston Catholic at least on the schedule at this point, hopefully weather permitting. But uh, And I know that you won't necessarily know the ins and outs of this, but Marshall, for long stretches of yesterday's game against Charlotte, played five kids from West Virginia on the floor at the same time. And that's not something that happens at the Division I level very often. Um, I know that you have – obviously you have a little bit of a bias with your brother, but – 
Um, the job that Coach D'Antoni's done of making West Virginia talent available. Bob Huggins has done it as well with Chase Harler. Uh, Brandon Knapper is redshirting right now. Both are West Virginia natives. You go back to the days of John Beeline and Kevin Pitsnoggle, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, both schools have had success, but both schools are actively recruiting West Virginia and Division I athletes now. You're getting opportunities to play Division I basketball out of anywhere in West Virginia. Right. I think that means a lot, um, you know, and I think it, I think it just shows you, you know, I think West Virginia's always had good basketball, good basketball here, uh, and some Division One talent. I think sometimes it just gets overlooked, uh, maybe because of the area you're in, or maybe the competition you play. But I think we, I think we've always had good good players here, and I think that Coach D'Antoni's really made an effort to to go out and, and recruit those guys hard uh, and develop them, and and, and it's working right now. Benitez Jackson, head coach of the undefeated Oak Hill boys basketball team. Thanks so much for joining us. I know we haven't had a chance to talk here on Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia, and uh, I think that's going to change as we go on throughout the year. I look forward to talking with you again later on in the season. All right, no problem, guys. Appreciate you having me. Hey, thank you so much again, Benitez Jackson, head coach of Oak Hill. And before we bring on a resident referee, just a quick second here. We, we need to actually go back and just talk a little bit about our standout athlete of the week, Isaiah Morgan. We're talking about a kid averages 25 points per game, 10 rebounds per game, is you know a national merit semifinalist, is never made it below an A in a class, <laughs> and it's just was a state runner-up a year ago. That's not failure. This kid's been successful in anything he's been around. Yeah, and I really like the fact he took on the challenge of uh, kind of lifting that team. They lost two real key components from last year's runner-up team. I never hear the word reloading or retransitioning or whatever. It's always onward and upward. And you mentioned Coach Price there at Ravenswood. He set a high standard there, and uh, I think it starts at the top with him. But players like Isaiah Morgan, uh, Vice President of the FCA, I mean, this is a well-rounded young man, very deserving. But what kind of leadership? They've got seven seniors on that team. Tell you what, uh, keep that one in your book because I think Ravens were going to make some noise. Yeah, he's an impressive young man, and you could tell the way he spoke to us and, and, and kind of looked at uh, things with his basketball team and his, and his scholastic career. He is uh, very much mature beyond his age. He is very much uh, – he, he might be 17, 18, but he has much – Older, uh, I guess you could say, he's much older in, in uh, spirit. What, what I found impressive also is that when you think about it, what you lack at that age, it's not intelligence, it's perspective. You can't have it. You, have, you don't have the life experiences to really be able to put what means, you know, what something means into perspective. Um, he seems to have picked up on that, yeah. though, pretty quickly, and that, that's impressive to me. All right, Bo, it's time. Our resident referee, Bo Anderson, the marathon man again tonight. Hey, he's got to listen to a pretty good show, I think, uh, while he's been on hold. We greatly appreciate our resident referee, Bo Anderson, joining us here on Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. And Bo, welcome back to the program. Well, you know, I know what happened tonight. Uh, about an hour and a half ago, well, actually more than that, you saw my name pop up and said, oh, boy, I got to see how long I can keep him on hold tonight. <laughs> and there I am there, getting a technical been, foul. You have been teed. All right, that brings me to my first question, which is ironically about technical fouls. And this is something I saw tonight and just 
I think a lot of people can get confused. By the way, no one said like a word about it tonight, so it wasn't like there was a big controversy or anything. But uh, I think people can get confused sometimes between the difference in the college rules and the high school rules. The college rules seem to change quite a bit when it comes to the enforcement of a technical foul and the uh, administration of what happens after that. So let me give you the situation that I saw tonight and uh, just to get your perspective on it and to explain that it was done properly or that it wasn't. I think that it was, but sometimes I get confused. Um, Team A is shooting free throws. They're shooting the second of a two-shot foul. The second free throw is good. And in the midst of the rebound, I'm talking like as the ball goes through the hoop, everybody steps in, a technical foul is issued against Team B, a player on the floor in in the course of the game. Team A gets two free throws. Now, who gets the ball? Uh, A technical foul is always, uh, when it's an individual technical foul, it is always two shots and the ball to the team. Uh, you know, if, if B gets a technical, then A always gets two shots in the ball at the side opposite of half court. Uh, a technical is always an individual technical. There's always two shots and the ball to that team that's shooting the shots. And uh, the only time that you won't have shots is if there's double technicals, whether they be double uh, flagrant technicals or just double technical fouls or simultaneous technicals, and then that is always the point of interruption. But anytime you have a technical foul on an individual player or a coach, the other team will get two shots and the ball side opposite half court uh, from the scorer's table. And I think that's something that can be confusing because of the way college basketball has, has sort of changed it. So I appreciate um, – and that was – it was administered exactly right tonight. So, it, and again – just one of those situations you see that sometimes might confuse you, even though you know it doesn't have to. Coach Marone, you have anything for Bo? No, I, I wanted to. Well, yes, I guess. No, <laughs> no, I have a question. Bo, uh, one thing I've kind of seen a several times during the season, and I think you may have covered it in seasons past, but I think it's worth revisiting. Uh, lane violations. Uh, that rule, really, for the shooter and those on the foul lane going into the lane on a free throw, it really changes, if not year to year. It, it seems like one year they want. People going in the lane on release, then there's too much contact, and then it's on contact, and then the shooter has different rules. I guess twofold. One, explain the rule for everyone about lane violations on free throws. And two, if you have a double lane violation, would that end up at times either being a no call or is there a way to handle that? Okay, uh, Rick, sure, certainly. This this will take a minute or two here, obviously. You've got uh, two. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'll do the best I can. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. You got time. First of all, the, uh, the the lane violations, first of all, you know, everyone should be aware that there's only two offensive and four defense at the max in the lane spaces. That's the mark lane spaces. You're going to have six total people lined up in the lane spaces and the shooter. And then the other three, uh, first of all, let's talk about them. They've got to be foul line extended outside the three-point line during the free throws. Now, the lane spaces, uh, if A is shooting free throws and B violates and A misses the shot, A gets another shot. If A is shooting free throws 
and B violates, followed by A, and I'm talking about just the six in the Mark Lane spaces, only the first violation counts on the six in the Mark Lane spaces. So even though after A's got the ball and B steps in and then A steps in, the only violation that counts is B. Now, it's different with the shooter and the people behind the three-point line and foul line extended. The shooter cannot come inside the free throw line until the ball hits the rim. The players in the mark lane spaces that are blocking the shooter out cannot step behind the free throw line to block the shooter out until the ball hits the rim. They may step in on the release, but they can't step behind. Now, the three people outside are not allowed to step inside the semicircle or the three-point circle or get past the foul line extended until the ball hits the rim. Now, you got another scenario. So let's, let me give you another example when you was talking about a double violation. Uh, a shooting a free throw. B steps in the lane too soon before the ball is released. And then A shoots an air ball. That's a violation on both. Therefore, uh, Rick, if it was the first of two shots, then we would just shoot the second shot. If it was the second of two shots, we have a double violation, and we have to go with the alternating possession error to see whose ball it's going to be. Now, if a player, and we all know, or we should know, that the first two lane spaces that are closest to the basket, and this will be a little quiz question for you, are supposed to be occupied by the opponents of the shooter. So A is shooting, B should be first. That's the only requirement. The others can either be there or not be there. And if one's not there and the other one wants to step down to a space closer, they can. If they want to, then they alternate. Now, let's say we have an error here, and it's not an error. It's somehow A shooting a foul shot, and B's in the first lane space, but so is A. We've got a, an A player shooting a foul shot and an A player in the first lane space. That is a double violation because A's not supposed to be there, and they are, and B should have been there, and they're not. And uh, so that would cause a double violation. Yes, the officials need to try to check that. They should check and make sure. But in the case, we have to have a rule for it in case it does happen, and therefore you have a double violation there. So that's in the basic hole of your free throw coverage. And as you can see, officials have to be rocket scientists because they got a lot to cover when that free throw is going. <laughs> Bo Anderson, our resident referee, I, we always appreciate you taking time to explain it out with us, and uh, we'll try to get you in better order next week. Hey, no problem, guys. I understand it's a tight show. It's a tight crunch. I enjoy the show. And I will mention to you, uh, Mark Witt talked about it, and you talked about needing new officials. And I will remind you once again, it's the first time I've done it this year. If you want to become an official, a sports official of any kind, please call Parkersburg, talk to Greg Reed, talk to Bernie Dolan, talk to uh, Roberta Newton, Alice Goodwin. Get a hold of somebody. Find out what class is provided in your area for the sport you want. 
That number is uh, 304-485-5494. That's the WVSSAC office, and we need some guys. I mean, we really do, and I'm sure it's not just in basketball. I'm sure it's as a whole. That is our resident referee, Bo Anderson. Thank you so much. We've got to step aside, take a break. We'll come back with our latest power ratings. Some movement just since Wednesday. And so much more on Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia on the Fast Break Sports Network. Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. If you love basketball, then there's only one place to be on Friday nights after the game. It's Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Jaden Lindsay, East Fairmont Bees, Jacob Clark, Riverside Warriors, Cole Honaker, Shady Springs Tigers, Sydney Nestor, Tucker County Mountain Lions, and tonight, Isaiah Morgan, Ravenswood Red Devils, joins them. What they all have in common? They were selected by Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia as the standout athlete of the week. Have someone remarkable on your team? Did you have an athlete make an outstanding play? You could nominate your team's players to become the Basketball Friday Night Standout Athlete of the Week. Every Friday night, we select a Standout Athlete of the Week. Head over to our website, basketballnight.com. Click on the Standout Athlete of the Week tab. Fill out the nomination form. We'll take it from there. We want you to nominate your team's athletes. Check it out, basketballnight.com. Coming up, the results from our poll question. This week's question... Should West Virginia adopt a statewide no school, no practice, no play policy, or should the call be left to each school system? That's coming up next. You're selecting statewide, no school, no practice, no play, or leave it up to each school system. You can check it out, all the past polls, at basketballnight.com. And each week we have a new poll question, and you can join in. Follow us at hoops underscore roundup, at hoops underscore roundup. Big thank you to our new followers, Jaden Henry, Jimmy Morgan Jr., Brody Hardwell, Kyle Garrison, Kim Reese Stevenson, all a part of the Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia family. Celebrating high school basketball around the Mountain State. You're listening to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia on the Fast Break Sports Network. Now, back to your hosts, Bill Cornwell, Coach Rick Marone, and Ryan Epling. 11.37 on Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Ryan Epling, Bill Cornwell with you. Rick Marone is in studio with us tonight as well. Marcus Constantino is with us now. We're going to try to fit a lot of things in here real fast. It's time for the unveiling of the latest BasketballNight.com power ratings. And we'll get right to it, Ryan. The the latest BasketballNight.com power ratings starting in boys AAA. We have a new leader. Parkersburg South is 8-1. Coming in at number one, Woodrow Wilson is 7-1 at number two. 
University stays at number three with a 9-0 record. Martinsburg also remaining at four. They're 8-1, and, and the Capital Cougars are 4-4, four and four, but that's good enough for number five. Moving on to boys, AA-BasketballNight.com power ratings. Fairmont Senior is 9-0, still at number one. Chapmanville, the Tigers are 9-1, holding in at number two. Oak Hill moving up one spot. They're 7-0. The Red Devils are number three. Bluefield Beavers are 6-2. They move up one. They're at number four. And Nitro, 10-0 Wildcats, move up two spots. They break into the top five. Going on to single A, the Ravenswood Red Devils are 9-0 at number one. The Maroon Knights of Willing Central Catholic are 9-1 and number two. Valley Fayette Greyhounds are 7-0 and number three. Pocahontas County is 8-0 at number four. Tug Valley is 5-3, and and that rounds up the top five. Now moving on to the girls' AAA. BasketballNight.com power ratings. Greenbrier East holding in at number one with a 10-0 record. Buckhannon Upshur, the Buccaneers are 10-1 for number two. Parkersburg is 7-2 at number three. Cabell Midland 9-2 is number four. We have a new number five in George Washington. The Patriots are seven and three, and they round out the top five. Moving on to the girls' double A. The Wyoming East Lady Warriors are eight and no, holding steady at number one. North Marion is eight and one at number two. Fairmont Senior is ten and two at number three. Sissonville, the Indians are nine and one and number four. We have a new number five. Uh, Ryan's Wayne Pioneers are eleven and one. That's good enough for number five. On to girls. Single A, Tucker County is 9-0 at number one. St. Joe is 6-3 at number two. Parkersburg Catholic at 11-0 is number three. Wheeling Central Catholic is 11-1 at number four. And the Cameron Dragons, the Lady Dragons are 10-1, and they're at number five. And that's the BasketballNight.com power ratings. You can head over to BasketballNight.com to see all 124 teams. Thank you very much, Marcus. We'll get back to the phones to Wade Williamson, Wayne Girls basketball coach, in just a moment. But first, we've got to get another Marshall University Sports Journalism BasketballNight.com scoreboard. Bill will lead the way with the girls' scores. All right, girls' scores. Uh, first off, uh, Midland Trail beats Fayetteville tonight, 64-40. to uh, Riverview beats James Monroe, 47-40. Richwood falls to Oak Hill, 47-26. Petersburg over Berkeley Springs, 63-46. Wayne Pioneers, nice win over the Chapmanville Tigers, 53-35. South Harrison beats East Hardy, 51-48. Williamstown beats Trinity, 83-63. Preston over Hedgesville, 75-56. It was Hampshire over Jefferson, 47-42. A couple of the games have been postponed because of the weather. Uh, the Mount View uh, Greater Beckley Christian game was to have been played tonight. It'll be played January 29th. And Webster County and Clay County now postponed to February 2nd. Boys scores tonight. Frankfurt beats East Hardy 87-60. It was North Marion 64. Bridgeport 46. First loss for the Indians. It comes at home. Buchanan Upshur beats Liberty Harrison 63-56. Hurricane picks up a 66-57 win at Cabell Midland. Trinity beats Clay Battelle 91-48. The Preston Knights beat East Fairmont 69-59, just the second loss of the year for the Bees. Robert C. Bird goes to 5-5, beating Elkins 59-40. Also tonight, boys high school basketball, Grafton beats Lewis County 67-55. We had Grafton alum Randy Lee and current voice of the Western Kentucky Hilltoppers in studio last week. 
His Bearcats get their first one of the season tonight. He used to play basketball up there long ago. Summers, uh, don't say it was that long ago. Summers County beats Greater Beckley Christian 65-64. It was Greenbrier West over Midland Trail 63-55. Jefferson defeats Hampshire 64-53. Musselman picks up a 50-39 win over Hedgesville. We'll talk with the cause about that one a little bit later on. Riverview beats Independence 48-41. Southern Garrett, Maryland, a 55-38 win at Kaiser. Philip Barber goes to 7-1 with a 68-38 victory over the Lincoln Cougars. Martinsburg is 8-1 after a 70-45 win at Spring Mills. Valley Fayette 7-0, a 51-51 a winner over Meadow Bridge. Also tonight, Bluefield goes to Welch and beats Mount View. Final score 61-48. The Oak Hill Red Devils are 7-0, picking up a 50-48 win at Westside tonight, just the second loss of the season for the Renegades. Parkersburg Catholic defeats Williamstown 70-53, both teams 7-3. The Paw Paw Pirates are 8-2. They pick up a win over Union 61-47 on the road tonight. Princeton goes to Pikeview and beats the Panthers. Final score 77-44. It was Wyoming East over Shady Spring in overtime 73-70. And Sherman beats Van 53-52 also in overtime. That was all on Basketball Night. Let's go back to the phone lines. Wade Williamson, the head coach of the Wayne girls basketball team. They picked up a big win tonight over Chapmanville at home and also an important road win at Winfield two nights ago. And Coach Williamson, two big wins for your team in three days. Uh, Yeah, the uh, weather at the beginning of the week kind of pushed the Winfield game back to Wednesday. So uh, it's tough playing two really good teams in three days, but uh, kids were able to – do what they needed to do to get to to get those wins. It's always critical winning uh, uh, road games in our conference, and so that that was a that was a nice win for us. And uh, we came back today and played pretty solid for the most part, and was able to pick up the win this evening. Eleven and one now on the year. When you took over this program, um, this was a, a program that that wasn't having a lot of success, but did have a lot of talent coming through. That talent is now in your upper class. And um, really, you've been with this program as it went from an afterthought to being now considered, you know, by many, one of the top five or four teams in all of AA. Yeah, uh, well, I don't know, you know, about all that at the end there. But but it's been a growing process, for, you know, for all of us. And, uh and we've we've kind of the you got to give the girls all the credit. I mean, uh, they bought into what what we're doing, and they they worked really hard in the off season uh, to to get to improve and get themselves better. They're uh, very competitive, so uh, you know, <clears throat> and they had a lot of uh, success when they were younger, and they just uh, you know they just aren't used to losing. And uh, just didn't accept it, you know, and and so I think that's important. Their, their mentality, uh, especially the kids that are seniors and juniors now, their mentality just, uh, you know, just allows them to to compete. You know, they just have a good mentality to compete. Tonight, your team scores two points in the third quarter, and in the fourth quarter, Maddie Wilcox scores ten of her seventeen. Uh, Ariel Atkins, 14 points, 10 rebounds. Lake and Atkins, 14 points. They're sisters. They're not twins. They do look a lot alike, though. But uh, nonetheless, your balance continues to show. And also, you're not a one-trick pony. Uh, no, I mean, I think it's sometimes that's what uh, you know people kind of 
kind of take at us at a glance, maybe, and until you watch us play a little bit, you know, we've got other kids that, uh, you know, Ariel gets a lot of the attention, and, and, and rightfully so, you know, you know, she scored about 1,350 points or so in her career so far. So she's had a lot of success and then drawn a lot of attention to herself. But but uh, Maddie's game's really improved over the four years. And, uh, you know, Lakin's getting, starting to get back from her injury last year. And, then, you know, the other day against uh, Winfield, you know, we had uh, three kids in double figures and, uh, and, and a couple with eight. So... Uh, you know, Whitney Sanson hit double figures, and she would, she'd been on a roll where she'd hit double figures three or four games in a row, and she don't get near enough credit on our team. She does a lot of little things that people really don't pay attention to. And, you know, she scores and uh, shoots a ball well. She just she just does it over the course of a game. And uh, so, yeah, we've got kids and uh, other kids that, you know, uh, put the ball in the basket, and, uh, you know, that's, that's obviously crucial. Uh, to having a good run. Coach Williamson, uh, they get the chance to, to see your home games. I do PA for your games, uh, you know, admittedly. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm you know, lifting mm-hmm. the nail there a little bit. But I do sincerely enjoy watching those kids play, and uh, it's been a fun ride to watch them the last few years as they've continued to improve. And I know uh, you're enjoying uh, that process as well. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, you know, for us to uh, – it, it, it has been a process for sure. And, and, uh, you know, I mean, the kids that came before that, that, uh, you know, only had for maybe one or two years or so, uh, you know, they laid a lot of foundation for this. And, uh, you know, I think it's, um, that was important for us to, to have some success and, um, to, uh, you know, to get in a position where we can, could compete at, at a, at a high level and, uh, you know, uh, we went a couple years there, I think, without winning a conference game, and then we were able to, to start winning some conference games and a good conference, and then we've been able to win a little bit more and a little bit more. Uh, so, you know, it's just been a process, and you just, things you've got to learn as you go, uh, you know, and, and we're older now, and I keep telling them that we're an older team, and we've got to act like an older team. We can't make the same mistakes three years ago. So. That's Wayne High School girls coach Wade Williamson. We've got to go to break. The Pioneers now, though, number five in AA in the basketballnight.com power ratings. When we come back, we'll get our poll question, and it'll be cause time. And we'll wrap things up around Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia on the Fast Break Sports Network. Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. For scores online, all of them in West Virginia, visit basketballnight.com. We're streaming video live from the studios at Marshall University on the set of the Mike Stanley set downstairs. Visit basketballnight.com for video, audio, and the Basketball Friday Night scoreboard. Special thanks to all of our affiliates tonight. Of course, Sudden Links Network, West Virginia, broadcasting us statewide on their cable system. Great radio stations throughout the Mountain State, including 1037 Jack FM, WQWV, and Fisher. The Valley's Watchdog, 1600 AM, WKKX, and Wheeling. 1370 AM, WVLY, Moundsville. Jackson County's home for Southern Gospel. Singing News Radio, 92.5 FM, WTHM, LP, Ravenswood, Ripley. Knights Radio, 91.5 FM, WRSG, and Middleburn. Talk Radio, WRNR. 
Martinsburg, 7.40 a.m., 106.5 FM. Classic Hits 106, WHFI Linside, 106.7 FM, 95 The Sports Fox, WBES in Charleston, 9.50 a.m., 101.9 FM and 12.90 a.m. WVLW in Logan, Light Rock 93R, WRRR St. Mary's 93.9 FM, The Ticket 102.3 FM WMTD in Hinton, 98.5 FM and 101.5 FM WQACLP, Edmond, Beckley, 101.7 FM WYAPLP in Clay, and Marshall University's flagship station, 88.1 FM WMUL in Huntington. Thanks for joining us. Thanks to all our new followers. Follow us on Twitter at Hoops underscore Roundup. This is Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Stay up to date on your favorite teams. Check out BasketballNight.com. Now, back to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia with Bill Cornwell, Coach Rick Marone, and Ryan Epling. We're just going to jump right in here. Marquez Davila is in with our poll question this week. Thank you, Ryan. Uh, the poll question, we'll start from with last week. Should West Virginia adopt a statewide no school, no practice play policy, or should the call be left to each school system? We have a percentage of 82% say leave it up to each school system, and 18% said statewide, no school, no practice, no play. This week we have the poll question is, should technical fouls in high school be handled more closely like they are in college basketball? You can go to basketballnight.com to vote on this week's poll question and wait and see on next week's edition of Basketball Friday Night. And to better explain that real quick, what that means is that uh, the ball would be put back into play from where the technical foul was called. So whoever had the ball at that time would resume play from there. Bill, before we go to um, cause, uh, it was a big time for the Greenbrier East girls team at the State of the State earlier this week. Well, of course, it's not every team in the state that has the governor as your coach. But, of course, Greenbrier East girls have uh, Governor uh, Jim Justice as their coach. And, in fact, he, he says that he'd rather be called coach than governor any time. Well, to prove his point in talking about the fact that the state needs to work more as a team, he brought his girls from Greenbrier East to the Capitol and had them kind of stand around him in a, uh, a huddle uh, while he gave his State of the State speech. And in typical Jim Justice fashion, he, he made it rather uh, funny, rather homely, and uh, rather pertinent. But uh, it was really neat that those young ladies from Greenbrier East were able to go up to the Capitol and take part in that with their coach, Governor Coach Jim Justice. You know who's never been invited to speak at the State of the State ever? <laughs> <laughs> Our next caller, Rick Kozlowski of the Martinsburg Journal joins us for cause time here on Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Just like to smooth it out. Boom, boom, boom. I'm going to shoot you right down. Cause welcome to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Good evening, gentlemen. And as I was listening to you talk about the, the governor and his young ladies, all I could think of is they're putting their hands together. One, two, three. Governor! <laughs> <laughs> 
Hey, it's an interesting and fascinating dynamic. That is there, and, that, and their girls team undefeated. We're, we're going to have to try to work to get the governor back on the pro, the coach back on the program. Well, whatever. Anyway, uh, so Rick, before we have a little bit of fun, uh, Musselman picks up a win over Hedgesville tonight, and right now those two seem to be two and three in the Eastern Panhandle behind Martinsburg and. Uh, tonight, Musselman got the better of the Eagles. Yeah, I think when you look at uh, the pecking order of the Eastern Panhandle, Martinsburg is kind of well ahead of the two teams, although uh, we'll find out a little more next week when Musselman plays Martinsburg and the two uh, big guns go at each other. Jake Stevens of Musselman, who's up to six foot nine. And Corey Barnett of Martinsburg, who uh, both of them are he's about six three, but uh, he can leap. Oh my, can he leap! And the two of them are averaging about twenty three points a game. So it'll be obviously an interesting individual matchup, and uh, I'm looking forward to that game, uh, provided somehow I can sneak away from uh, the fact that uh, my wife says it's our anniversary that night. <laughs> I'm not sure I'm going to be able to pull that off. But anyway, I digress. We love high we school basketball. Wrestling. We love high school basketball. They're going to play again. Go ahead. Yeah. I well, uh, the Muscleman Hedgesville game. Uh, darn exciting. Wow. Hedgesville down by 10 points at halftime. Only had, had shot only 5 of 16 from the floor. And. They came out gangbusters in the second half, uh, four seven turnovers in the third quarter, and scored 20 points and took a 37-32 lead. They made six of their first eight shots, and for as poorly as they shot in the first half, uh, totally opposite in the second. Then we go to the fourth quarter, and uh, suddenly uh, everything just, just turned around. Uh, Hedgesville was limited to one basket. Musselman had forced, I believe it was six turnovers, and just just ran ran wild, roughshod offensively. It was, uh, in my story I wrote, uh, was kind of like uh, chameleon night. They, the colors just kept changing. It was, but, uh, it, it, was uh, it was an interesting game, and I think we'll probably, uh, as, as time wears on, we'll probably see those these two teams play uh, a third time. Obviously, regular season they'll, they'll play another game, but I think uh, when you, when it gets right down to it, they'll wind up uh, playing each other in the sectional tournament. And I think uh, from that particular section, section one out of region two, both of those two teams will wind up in Charleston. Rick, we've got one minute left for you, and I'll just give you a minute to uh, give the State of the Cause address. Oh, <laughs> I, don't have any, I don't have any girls wrapped around me. I mean, no, that didn't sound right. Uh, <laughs> you need a whiteboard, too. Oh, <laughs> oh my. The State of the Cause. Out uh, out today in shorts and a t-shirt on a seventy degree day. Now yeah. it's raining like crazy. Yeah, uh, I don't think we're supposed to get much snow. 
it's snowing right now in Huntington, we are being told, and I also know that uh, from a friend up in Parkersburg, it was sixty. It was fifty-five degrees at two p.m. It was thirty-five degrees at three p.m. And oh. then by nine, it was thirty-two degrees and heavy snow. So enjoy it because for once, we're getting snow and you're not. And you guys all be safe out there as well as everybody else in the state. Absolutely. And uh, Rick Kozlowski, the Martinsburg Journal, always a pleasure. And we, we appreciate you just, uh, you know, just getting to inject some of the cause into the show. It makes our show end uh-huh. on a smile. I appreciate you guys having me as always. Thank you. All right. That's Rick Kozlowski, the Martinsburg Journal. Guys, we've got to wrap things up here. Coach Marone, your thoughts from uh, tonight? Uh, a lot of great games tonight, and the tournament run has started. So uh, the next few weeks ought to be great, so everyone tune in. Start to get some standout teams around the state, and we'll just see next week we get together uh, if those folks are still being successful. Well, it's snowy, it's cold, it's icy. We're going to have an indoor picnic and then all try to get home safely. We hope <laughs> wherever you are that you make it home safely tonight as well. Remember, just be careful on the roads. They can look much more slick. They can be much more slick than they appear. That's going to do it for this edition of Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia for the entire crew behind the scenes. For Rick Marone, for Bill Cornwell, I'm Ryan Epling. We'll be back next week. Thank you for listening to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Tune in next Friday for the latest high school basketball action from across the Mountain State. Visit BasketballNight.com for our show archives, the poll question of the week, and the BasketballNight.com scoreboard. Until next time, have a great weekend, and thank you for listening to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. The preceding broadcast was a presentation of the Fast Break Sports Network. Copyright 2017. All rights reserved.